Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Okay, I know the, I know the first four words of this song. I'm assuming you guys know the rest. Oh Uh-oh. God, dear Lord, <laughs> is it? That's okay. We are the world. <laughs> We are, we are, are the ones who make brighter days. So let's start giving. There's a choice we're making. <laughs> we're saving our own lives. It's wow. true, we make a brighter day. Just you and I. Hi. Wait, it's me. Hi. It's me. It's, me? it's, it's you and me. That doesn't rhyme. What? Well, it's me, you and me. We're saving our own lives. It's you and me. It's you and me. Okay. Yeah. You and me is grammatically correct because it means us. Right. Yeah. You and but I means we. You and I rhymes with lives. What am I uh, number saving our um, lives. You and Ives. No. You. No. You and Wives. It's you and me for sure. Hundred percent. Michael Jackson. Bob Dylan. Come I on. will. I don't feel hundred percent about I. So I'll bow to your your uh, confidence. Bow to His me. Greater that confidence. was some horrible singing, but okay. That, that was, was terrible. A, that was pretty great singing. And if you are now just tuning in, <laughs> welcome everybody oh, to the episode two hundred and one of the Command Zone podcast. I'm your first host, Jimmy Wong. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. Guys, three years in a row. Three. It's yeah. almost like we planned it from the beginning. That it's funny because gonna... we never have. <laughs> no, it's just like, oh, you're coming to town. Well, let's do it. And it's let's do it. It's uh, I think it was in February last year, but we're close to exactly yeah. a year yeah, from last time. We're so close. This is the Commander Summit uh, again. We have our esteemed guests. Uh, we got Phil DeLuca from the Commander and MTG podcast. Howdy. And we've got Andy Hull from the Commander's Brew podcast. What's going on, eh? <laughs> Just Commander's Brew is from Canada. Put it so out that, there. Yeah. Take off, you hosers. And, and we're from America. Yeah. That's why I'm saying we are the world, because we yeah. are two separate countries. International yeah. podcast oh. currently. Yeah. Yeah. Is that really why we sang it? Yeah. Okay. That's why I thought of it. I was like, oh, we have a Canadian here In today. honor of me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now I feel way better about it. You know what I feel great about? It's our first sponsor of the show. That's right. It's cardkingdom.com slash command zone. Uh, they've been sponsoring the show for quite a while now for two commander summits, maybe? Uh, this would be the second, I think. Yeah. yeah. This is All right. Welcome to your second commander summit that you've sponsored. Uh, obviously, cardkingdom.com slash command zone. Uh, it's our affiliate link. You guys can get single, sealed product, magic product, whatever you want. They've got board games and stuff there, too. Great store. Yep. And our second sponsor is Ultra Pro. You're supporting this show. You're supporting game nights every time you buy an Ultra Pro product. And I want you to check out those relic tokens. Oh, yeah. Um, some people have been asking where to find them. If your LGS doesn't have relic tokens yet, they can order them. So you should ask them, like, hey, I want those relic tokens so they can put them in stock. Yeah. And the third way to support the show is directly at patreon.com slash command zone. In fact, we call out one lucky patron every single episode. And this episode is dedicated to... Everyone together now? Chris, Chris Fitzgerald. Oh, sorry, Chris. We were a little <laughs> off tune on that one. But Chris... You still rock. Yeah, you still rock. All right. So the Commander Summit 2018, it's our third annual roundtable discussion tackling the hot button issues and the state of the Commander format. Yeah. We're old hats at this now, so it's, yeah. it should be easy. It yeah. should go fast, right? should go very fast. The last fast. two have been like two-hour-long episodes, so <laughs> buckle up out there. Yeah. I promise um, not to go on too many tangents this time. Yeah, right. Um, I, I make no such promise. Just Let's cap this one at a little less than that. <laughs> <laughs> there's only two pages to this outline, but there's a lot of discussion. But there's been two pages every time. All right. All right, um, all right. Really quickly, before we begin, I, for those that don't know out there, I want you guys to give um, them a quick idea of your own shows. So, Andy, you are the co-host of the Commander's Brew 
podcast. You want to talk about it really quick? Yeah, sure. Uh, Commander's Brew Podcast. Uh, myself and my co-host, Sean Tabaris. Uh, it's like a deck-building podcast um, where we work within a budget restriction of $50 American uh, or less. Um, that is getting harder and harder to keep up, by the way. Oh, I bet, yeah. Uh, but uh, under those uh, limitations uh, breeds uh, much creativity. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's... Uh, we have a YouTube channel and uh, we're on iTunes and all that kind of stuff like you would expect. Yep, just look for Commander's Brew. We've we've pointed people in the direction. Yes, Every time have, they yeah. ask mm-hmm. us about budget Commander, we're like, go to see those guys because they know yeah. all about it. Now, Phil, you're the co-host of the Commander in MTG podcast. You want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, we focus on a variety of topics, usually the ones that are important to the community at the time. And um, we like to take a... Um, a uh, we like to take a focus on the designers as well with each new set. And so we have people on from Wizards of the Coast to talk about the set and, as always, talk about it uh, from a kind of odd, quirky point of view and make sure that we interpret the set from a, a commander perspective. Right. And you co-host that show with Shivam Butt and Sean Watson yes. from Across the Pond. Um, yeah. One of the things I've really enjoyed about your show is the interviews that you guys have done with a lot of the Watsi people. So definitely check out Commanderin. Both available on iTunes, Stitcher, all that, and YouTube. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Amber, right. One thing I really enjoy about your show is that you're on it. Oh, that's nice. I thought you were going to say the 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 bits, the, the sketches at the end. Uh, I but do love that's those. even nicer. The bits are good. <laughs> I you, do but, love the bits those. are good. But you and you and your co-host, mm, quality <laughs> pairing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. like wine and hilarious. cheese. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I call being wine. <laughs> <laughs> so let the summit begin. We're going to begin. Gawk, gawk, gawk. We're going to begin all as always. Oh, we should have gavel. Yeah. Mm, I don't think we should, actually. <laughs> All the listeners at home are like, thank they goodness got, they don't have a gavel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're going to begin, as usual, by looking back. Um, it was our second year in a row of not a lot of changes, not a, a not really yeah. big shifts. There were... Thank goodness. There was basically one thing that was handed down from the Rules Committee that impacted the format. Um, so Leovold was banned, and Protean Hulk was unbanned. Phil, you kind of called this one as far as Leovold. I remember last year we yeah. all sort of talked about what we thought the most broken commander was, and you said it was Leovold, and evidently the rules committee agreed. Um, let's talk about the Leovold ban first of all, and then we'll talk about Protean Hulk after that. Phil, we'll let you open it up because you called it. <laughs> uh, banning Leovold is only good. It was good for the format. It was good for all of the metas that had to deal with the Leovold player. Uh, the three of us, at least, who live full-time in L.A., definitely had an experience with the Leovold player, and it mm-hmm. was just oppressive every single time because when you tutor for Teferi's puzzle box and put it out into play, it just ends the game. just ends the game. <clears throat> definitely ends the fun people are having in that yeah. game. Yeah, I think <clears throat> that's the likely. big thing it ends more than anything else. Well, yeah, no one else except Leovold gets to draw a card again, and that was just oppressive. I... Uh... I remember in Vegas uh, playing with a Leovold player, and and uh, I can't remember who it was at this point actually, but uh, I remember them being like, "Oh, I took out all the, <laughs> I took out all the wheel stuff, yeah. and like uh-huh. I don't really play that like that style of Leovold anymore." Okay, I was like, I left in to various puzzle box though, you know, because sometimes <laughs> you just want to <laughs> win the, the game. worst one. You just want the game to yeah, end. It's like, well, it doesn't just. I mean, it doesn't just make you win exactly. It wins because everyone else goes, okay. Well, I'm not going to play anymore. Yeah, uh, which that's not good. You can't have that, right? But he probably forced himself to draw into it instead of. Tutoring, well, the great right? thing is, is that like I remember in the game, he's like, I'm, I'm tutoring. I'm <laughs> like, are you going to get the puzzle box? He's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
uh, yeah, I am going to get it. And then we're like, okay, great. Well, uh, you know, right. see Scoop. you later. That's this it. is why Scoop. I always say when people tell me that, their Narset deck, their Zer deck, right. it's not Doomsday, it's not Lab Maniac, blah, blah. That's really cool. Totally fine. Kill you. Yeah. Now let me look through the deck. Yeah, you're right. You didn't hey, do that. Hey, you're right. You didn't do yeah, that. Yeah. You were telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it, this must, it must have even been worse for people at game stores and things like that. Like, it's fine in your meta if you have a guy who is legit, like, yeah. not playing those cards or whatever. But when you go to a, your LGS and someone breaks out Leovold, like, they probably tuned it up like crazy just to kill everybody at their game store. Like, that's not good. Yeah. The toughest is in public. Like, it, and this is something that the four of us have to face that most viewers don't. Um, we can't act real salty in public. Not not too often, at well, least. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I have a brain to upkeep. <laughs> That's true. Jimmy's actually smarter than the rest of us because he just established I can I be salty say, sometimes. Yeah. 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 Honestly, I've never watched it, our, one of our streams where Sean just curses oh. like a wounded pirate. Like, <laughs> really? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. It's like... It's, our, our show is PG, but our stream is not. <laughs> You're looking for more, uh, you know, salty what, what about you, Jimmy? What do you think about the uh, Leovold banning? I mean, I'm pretty much on the board with everyone else here. Like, in general, sure. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I side with you more in, like, if we could ban less things, then great. But the card was designed in a really weird spot. It was made for Legacy and also well, kind for of leaders. for Tiny Leaders. Yeah, so yeah. it was, like, kind of made for both. I mean, Leovold does pop up in Legacy now. Yeah. I'm just saying they they admitted they designed it for tiny leaders. Yeah, which is just kind which of a format bizarre. that was dead by the time it came out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and I think that was one of the big dangers of why it was just not a good design for Commander as a whole. Because I think a lot of times when they do print like really powerful cards like True Name Nemesis and all that stuff, it, it needs to not ruin a format entirely, it, but just by being played and being a commander. So I think one being the colors it was in and the cost of it and just how oppressive it was with Fairy's Puzzle Box and other wheel effects, it. It was just a bad, unfortunate design all around. I mean, I like the card still. I think the card's cool. But they released it into an environment that would immediately take advantage of it. I think they could have had that same effect, have that card cost five or six. Yeah. Uh, and then you're in a lot better position. But the fact that it came out so early and then the very next turn, like on turn three, you play it. On turn four, you do the thing. And that's just too early in Commander for most people to be ready to handle that kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I would have totally been fine if they didn't ban it too. Like... The landscape is so. If people want to be degenerate, it's so. Like yeah, it's fun. A, it's easy to do it. Yeah, and a lot so of it's like I don't think Leovold. It was tier one, but it wasn't. It wasn't tier point five. It wasn't above the other tier one stuff. So it's like, I don't know. It's just always murky to me where you draw that line. Fine, Leovold was not fun to play against. I, <laughs> I agree with that because I played against it a few times and it was not fun. Um, but I have played against it a few times where it was like everybody knew, kill that person, go on with your life, and it's actually, I think after the first two times I played against the Leovold. Leovold deck it never did its thing after Again. that the table just wouldn't allow it right and so well that's the thing though is like when you're it, to me it's always like well look you go into an LGS new player new whatever someone has a pre-con someone just built their deck someone is, is mono black whatever uh not powerful and one person's Leovold mm -hmm. but at the same time that person could be Zer that person could be any number of things but maybe you can't expect that everyone to have the know-how to just eliminate that player on site it's weird, you know, we police our own format in many ways, um, but there's something about when, like you said, it's it's the low cost of the commander to do it. Like, you can do a lot of degenerate things, but, like, Micaeus costs six to cast, and, you know, some other things cost more. It's just those ones that 
that just happen before you're ready. And then it slants the game entirely yep. for a while, which I think is what they want to avoid, right? The rules committee always say that they don't like when a game warps around a card. And I think yeah. even in this situation where we can all handle it and we're like, we all have to focus on that one guy no matter what. So like, yeah. that's, that's not ideal. I, I feel like every commander game that happens though. Yeah, now, when mean, it happens, kind of changes, but I don't, I can't. But not to the effect of what Leo yeah, does exactly. to everyone's hands. I feel like maybe because, like, right, you play hypnotic spec. Uh, what's a um, hypnotic? The guy that makes everyone discard by sacking creatures two cards at a time. Oh, Sadistic yes. hypnotist. Sadistic hypnotist. Yes. Right. You play that, like, oh, that's gonna warp it, but you still have to have a lot of stuff out to make one person do it. Like, true. I just mean like every game, like a Cathar's Crusade comes out, or a. You know, there's yeah. like a thing that comes out in every game that's like at some point in every game, everybody's got to be like, okay, yeah, <laughs> for sure. This yeah. person. Usually that thing can be exiled and it never returns. That's a good point. Right. That's a good point. Leovold can come back. That was the problem. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. 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 Once a commander, it's a bigger problem. Well, I think, yeah. I think I'm lukewarm about it. Everybody else is for it. Nobody's like, no, Leovold no should yeah. totally be in. Like, I don't, and, and honestly, at the time, I don't think there was a lot of outcry of people going, hey, what? This is. This is totally yeah. wrong. They should yeah. have Leo. Most people are like, yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's well, like different where it's like, oh, they banned, they banned Splinter Twin. Oh, now that deck and all the cards that were good in it are just worthless right. comparatively. To this, it's like, oh, you still have a Wheel of Fortune? Well, guess what? The card's great. Just build a Nekusar deck. <laughs> yeah, put, you know, just put it in your Nekusar yeah, deck. You're, good. It, you're like in the most value colors in Magic, so you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Wheel of Fortune couldn't go in that deck, just FYI. We, no, know. No, we, no. Know. we know, we know, we know. We know. I'm just trying to. <laughs> all right, so the other sort of big shakeup um, was the unbanning of Protean Hulk, um, which I was all in favor of because I like unbanning things. Mm-hmm. And that card is sweet. The too. card's amazing and it's ridiculous. And, you know, I've definitely seen it in a play and it's done stupid, broken things. It's on par with stupid, broken things that Tooth and Nail and a million yeah. other cards do. Yeah. So it hasn't felt like it breaks the format. I know it did immediately create sort of a tier one deck in competitive EDH, though, the Breakfast yeah. Hulk, deck, Hulk deck, which, um, but again, I don't. I could be wrong, but I don't know that that deck is like head and shoulders above any of the other tier one decks. I think it just yeah. created another mm-hmm. deck on the top tier, but it didn't create its own tier. It's not oppressive to that point. So I think that's fine. Yeah, judging from what I see, like com- it's competitive is where it had a big impact. I think casual, it's like you said, it's just like people get some value. Yeah, yeah, sure. They have fun yeah. in their Marin and Carador decks. Yeah. This reminds yeah. me of the Jace, the Mind Sculptor unbanning in Modern, where the format has gotten powerful enough to the point where unbanning a card that used to be the most dominant crazy thing doesn't affect it as much as it does now. Because like that's why I feel Pearling Hulk did. Like because we, it's like six mana and you have to have it sacrificed to use its effect or pay nine mana for Tooth and Nail. You know, so it's yeah. like it's the the differences in that three mana there doesn't seem that huge. It doesn't seem like it breaks the game in a significant way. No, yeah. There are a lot of ways to get infinite. Exactly. There's lots of combos going. that are like that anyway. So this one is... I I, mean, I, I actually haven't even seen it uh, in play in our meta. I don't think anyone even has this card. We like. I was like, ooh, I'm going to get it. Soon. Gonna yeah, get they will soon. I'm going to get it. And then, and then I never did. I don't know. I just didn't get one. But um, I agree, though. Yeah. What do you think, Phil? Uh, I think anyone in Andy's meta should uh, write to me, and I'll give them some tips if they're going to bring in Protean Hulk. Um <laughs> I have seen Protean Hulk once since the unbanning. Oh, wow. And, um, Did you say hi? I said hi. I, was it awkward? Because you haven't seen him for a while. A little, bit awkward, a little bit awkward. He brought some really little friends with him that um, died almost immediately on yeah. the next turn. So um, I don't think it has made as big an impact as I certainly thought it would. Hmm. So, yeah. I mean, in the highly tuned decks that are tuned around Protean Hulk, yeah. it, it, it wins, right? You get it sure. out. You do the yeah. thing. You win. Again, I feel... 
that there's a lot of cards that sort of fit that template. Mm-hmm. And yeah. banning all Doomsday. of them is not... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but right. I've seen a lot of times where it's like somebody's got in their Marin deck or their Carador deck or even just like a green deck and they get some value and it's like, oh, that was pretty good. And it protected you from a board wipe. Yeah. And like, but it didn't like Protein Hulk... I win. It was just like, yeah, you got some value yeah. and you're in a good position and you might win, but it's not, it, you know, mm-hmm. I think they're using it responsibly, I guess. I think mm-hmm. for the most part, that's what people want to use it yeah. for. I know that's what I wanted to use it for. Yeah. I wanted to use it just to get some wicked value out of it. Yeah. Uh, so, it's a, I mean, it's a ridiculously good card. Yeah, if you want good. to, you can break it. Yes. That's the mold of a lot of cards. Okay. Moving on to an, our next question, which is a traditional one we've asked in, I think, every one of the Commander Summits, so we couldn't skip it. It is, how has your game changed or advanced in the past year? Um, year to 13 months, as it were. Any big level-up moment, moments, deck building, playing, anything? Uh, Jimmy, we'll Even let you podcast start. podcast-related. Uh, I will say that I've had to build more decks this year because of game nights than ever in my life. And it's gone to the point where, I, like for a bit, I was like, all right, we'll follow the pattern and follow the, <laughs> the, the thing that we've set forward, 10 this, 10 that, 10 that. Uh, and then the thing that's changed when I play is I've just been more reckless, I think, because <laughs> it's just more fun to do crazy stuff. Whereas like you could play real tight and not do anything silly, but then you're not making as much entertainment for the viewers out there. And I don't care enough about winning on camera specifically. Like I, I care much more about winning off right. camera than I do on camera, which is kind of funny because I think losing in a fantastic fashion is way more memorable than being the last person standing. Um, and it's just more fun to watch. So I think that for me is just I've been trying to instill more fun into the game. So no real level up moments for me outside of like, oh, I did a really good play once because I had to think real hard about it. But <laughs> yeah, for the most part, I think I've just tried to have a lot more silliness in the games I can play. You've embraced your red. Yeah, I've I've definitely embraced the red a little more. I've played a mono red deck twice now on the show. And both times I did really dumb stuff like by accident or on purpose so <laughs> and every time it's been really fun to remember and think back on and like it's stuff that you know in our discord on our uh you know people talk about all the time and there's like a little card search bot and every now and then you'll see like the card that like wrecked me pop up and people will just laugh about it i'm like yep that happens <laughs> so it is nice to be able to have stories from your games that we can also i mean use as material later on or whatever but for the most part having more fun has mostly been the big thing. That's nice. How about you, Phil? Uh, any big changes to your game this year? Any big level up moments? Yeah. Um, we previewed Itali, yep. and Sean Watson brewed this really mean Itali deck, so I've been running it. I've embraced my red as well. Dude, the, the um, card is ridiculous. It is. It's ridiculous. It's so fun. It's so good. And uh, I put mass land destruction in the deck and, uh, because yeah. at some point Atali doesn't have to use any land anymore right. to cast anything and well, once you've got Atali out if you land destruction yeah. you're still casting spells yeah, nobody yeah. else is right okay i'm okay guys yeah and um <laughs> and uh it's made me feel really dirty and it like it, it's very funny every time it works when it doesn't work of course it's just a train wreck it's this big lumbering eight, six mana commander mm-hmm. but when it does it's usually a surprise it comes out it's got haste and it's in and it's a lot of fun it's smacking people yeah. so your level up moment was you learned to embrace land destruction um, mass land destruction <laughs> that sounds I, like I, it there's more I to it I just tried to disseminate from what you just said there's more to it than that <laughs> but yeah yeah um, 
<laughs> it, it, I can respect that. What, next year you're going to be into Phyrexia? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? What happened to you, man? You've changed. Uh, uh, well, this is Protean Hulk came back. Yeah. 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 Once that came back, it was all off the table. All bets um, are off. No, it's, it's, a, it's a chaotic deck. It's completely chaotic. And so I don't know what's going to happen next because I have no idea what we're going to cast. Right. And um, I've got a couple of Wheels of Fortune in there or their derivatives. And um, just that constant change. It's like, wow, this this is freeing. You're just blindly falling off of a cliff and hoping something will catch you. Usually it's a big dinosaur. <laughs> uh, Andy, how about yourself? Um, I wrote down oh, here. He's, you wrote down I got notes. notes, bro. I got notes. Because uh, last time I forgot everything I wanted to say. So I'm like, this time oh, I'm nice. going to write it down. Nice, nice, nice. Um, uh, okay. What a professional. Uh, I uh, kind of realized that I am more of a combo player than I thought I was. Wow. Which is You've like. You've been running Marath for years. Yeah, but I ran it as a token deck. Uh, simply tokens. I mean, that's not true. I had combos in it. And this is what I'm talking about. I didn't even realize it. But I'm like, wait a second. Every way, like the way I win games is if I combo off. Uh, and, and I'm not talking about like degenerate, like turn three, four combos. I'm talking about Hero. six card combos that took me the entire game to put together right. very slowly. Yeah. Uh, that's my preferred style is to have something so ridiculous happening that like, guys, I think I'm going to win. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so there's that. Uh, so also, your level up moment was realizing that about yourself? It's 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 realizing like my own deck building style and gameplay mm -hmm. and then like embracing it's it. It's like, like finding yourself. Yeah, a little bit. Like Just like you guys are saying, really. Um, <clears throat> also, uh, creating stories. This is actually basically the same thing you were saying. Uh -huh. I think creating stories is uh, the best thing to do uh, in Commander. And by yeah. that, I mean in-game stories so using really weird cards and having moments where that card is you know really uh, impactful right normally like it wouldn't be like some card like i don't know like comeuppance or something you know what i mean cards like that are very narrow in there yeah like, like dumb saddlebags, stuff. Yeah. saddlebags using yeah. those weird cards and creating <laughs> stories is the most fun in commander and that's what I think I realize that's the thing I like the most about it. Welcome, brother. Yeah. Oh, you're growing older by the day. I mean, I've always been, I've always liked that, but now I really... Stories I to tell your future children. Exactly, yeah. I'll look back and say the... <laughs> tell us a story about <laughs> One time, come I was playing a game out. once. Yeah. Kids just like, I have no idea. Josh, yeah. how about yourself? Yeah. Um, my biggest sort of change level at the moment, I started putting less tutors in my deck. Mm -hmm. Wow. Good. And Good. So I Good to know. Yeah, I just started like... <laughs> And I think this was Game Nights too. Um, you know, of course, Game Nights is going to influence sure. our play because it's, you know, something we have to do once a month. And, yeah, I just started putting in less tutors because I found that, like, it was kind of boring to watch somebody tutor for something and then play the best card in their deck. It was a lot more interesting to sort of you're working with what you have, yeah. right. you know. And so, yeah, I don't know. And I, I just had more fun playing because it was like, well, I have a little less control yeah. over it. And the variance, so when my deck goes off, it, it's still cool, but I don't feel bad about it because it, it did that. And then a lot of times the deck kind of, I have to figure out a lot more on the fly of like, I can't go get Cyclonic Rift. So what, how can I deal with this situation without like just going to get the best card in the format to deal with it, you know? And so I, I, I've liked that a lot. So that's kind of been my, my You're a big change. politics guy. That makes sense. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. It sort of, I'd say yeah. the other thing is that's I great. started playing and maybe as a result, I don't know if these two things affect each other, but I've started playing a little bit more. Uh, single target removal. Ooh. So 
I used to play like three or four in a deck, and I've probably gone up to like six to seven. That's why Jimmy will sort of say that I always have utter end now. Almost always. Or <laughs> yeah. anguish on making. Those two go in like a ton of decks, yeah. but yeah. that equivalent for whatever colors I'm in, Chaos Warps and things like that, I've just started to play more of instant speed only because I don't want to do it before time. But right. right. Yeah, and I've been happy with the results of that. I think that's actually, yeah, it's been it's been to my benefit. That's very cool. Yeah, going going tutor less or low tutor. Yeah, it's not no tutor. Yeah, yeah. It it forces you to design your deck differently a little bit more in terms of redundancy. But I found that I added a lot more card draw. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because it's card draw is kind of like tutoring. Yeah, yeah. It's like a tutor that can miss. It's <laughs> it's like it's like tutoring that but sucks, man. <laughs> yeah, but it can hit too. But it's not. It doesn't actually. Yeah. It's actually very good. Josh it's is like, a gambling man. It's like tutoring, <laughs> but uh, it's Christmas every time. Right, right. It That's, can miss in great ways where you're like, oh, I wouldn't have even thought I'd get tutor for this. But yeah, this is yeah, fine. Yeah, this will be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, on to the next topic, which is again, these are things we ask every year, and it's interesting to see if they've changed. It's who is your favorite commander right now, and by that we mean your favorite commander to play. Not the most powerful necessarily, no. just, yeah, your favorite. Andy, go ahead. Uh, I had a hard time with this one because I don't really think of, like, what's my favorite commander? I think what's my favorite deck. Well, yeah, uh, that, I think that counts. In general. Yeah, and I figured, and, and I guess, like, in a way, they're, they're, they're pretty linked, obviously. Um, right now... Uh, like, if we were only going to play one game yeah, today... Yeah, exactly. What's the deck you would pull What's out? the deck I'm pulling out? Well, mm-hmm. I'm pulling out my uh, Achievement Unlocked... Brea oh. Hellkite Tyrant deck. Which oh, is all nice. about just amassing as many artifacts, artifacts trying as you to win can the game. and try and win the game that way, right? So it's like an alt win con deck, which I found like we brewed it on our show for our achievement unlocked uh, like series, yeah. basically. And it's so much fun. But it's a combo deck. But it's a combo deck that just hopes nothing happens. <laughs> you just vandal sit blast there and you're like, please don't okay. vandal blast. But it's so fun because you just there's there's a lot of ways actually you can win. It's not just Hellkite Tyrant. That's actually what makes it fun. Right. There's many ways you can win in the deck, and I think that's what makes it so much fun. And Bray is just the commander that made the most sense for it. Yeah. Yeah. And she ends up being very very good in it. Obviously, too. just such a good card. She's a great card. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a boring answer I feel like because obviously that card's very. You know, she's a great commander. She's a very powerful commander. Four colors. It's like, oh, really? You're playing all Why not just play all five, I guess? But uh, but Bray is really good. And right now, I'm having the most fun with uh, with her in that deck. Yeah. Nice. How about you, Jimmy? Uh, I would still probably say it's the Neheb deck that I played on game nights. Uh, Wait, just, is this the... It's the mono burn. Because you played two Neheb decks. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's right. It's the, <laughs> the, the mono red. red Neheb deck. Yeah. Uh, just because it's so just silly and wonky and like i like having an alternate win con of like you can only really burn people out um and the card in the heb too is just i I, you know i did a lot of tuning up of the deck after we played on game nights to be like okay now that we played the fun silly version how do we make this into a deck that can actually like win games and do a lot of crazy damage and it's been a lot of fun to play every time i get a chance to play with people that are new or people i don't know the power level of the decks i take that out immediately and just because it has a little bit of chaos in there uh, Atali might pop out randomly, um, but for the <laughs> yeah, most part, it's just like doing silly, crazy things. Very cool. Is yours going to be Atali now? Because I mean, you already kind of yeah. Mine, mine is Atali, but I can talk about my second favorite. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, that's uh, that's uh, Rith the Awakener. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I uh, I have, have a deck. I have two versions of Rith. I have the original Rith that looks kind of down and is like, oh, I'm a droopy dragon. And then <laughs> and then there was a there was a uh, from the Vault Dragons where Rith comes out and Rith is like, ah, I'm a dragon, right? And looks really good. But 
all it does is produce sapperling tokens and it just counts you know whoever has the most uh, uh permanence of a particular color and then creates that many sapperling tokens if it hits hello Good if catch. it hits and um it's so much fun it's just straightforward it's linear if anybody lets me do that well the end is near right and it's easy to stop so that if I'm playing with a new player or an inexperienced player mm-hmm. and they have some way to like just stop me either by exiling Rith or bouncing Rith or anything like that, it can be stopped dead in its tracks. So I don't feel like it's too unfair to play. And it does have some really decent cards that are going to enhance Rith's ability, of course, but it, it, it doesn't run away with a game. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Unless, of course, it runs away with the game. And then you love it. And then you love it. Yep. Because <laughs> then you crater hoof and boom. Boom. Crater hoof. It's so good. Keeps, <laughs> keeps uh, has it won more games of Commander than any other single card? I, 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 I would. Yeah. Yeah. In our playgroup, it's trying for the hordes, but. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's uh, that, that <laughs> but one. It, but crater hoof is a close second. And I'd say in the, the average playgroup, crater hoof has ended and, a lot of games yeah and in either case it feels well i don't know about triumph i don't play triumph for the hordes for obvious reasons um, it's too bad it's a great card um, <laughs> you like crater hoof boy you're gonna love triumph but uh, <laughs> but um if you allow somebody to get something like 30 or 40 tokens on board yeah you, you should lose you should be losing yeah, yeah. game's over yeah um I'm going to be boring. I'm going to say Vile Smasher and Thrasios still. It's such a fun it's a deck, though. Good yeah. deck. I like playing against it because sometimes you just escape. And I think that's why I like <laughs> I think that's why I like it because it's very good. I, it wins plenty of games, like, but it's not oppressively good. It definitely loses games, and you can pull it out against anybody. So, like, you know, somebody who plays very competitive style decks like Cassius or somebody like that, mm. I can pull out Vile Smasher, and I have a chance in those games. But then we'll play with, you know, people that have lower-powered decks, and I can pull out Vile Smasher, and it's kind of the same because the damage is random. I can't point it at anybody, so it's not oppressive because it's not like, well, kill you, kill you, kill you. It's like, I don't know, let's cast stuff and see, see who starts to die. You know, yeah. maybe I'll be dead at the end, or maybe you will. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, yeah. It's interesting that like nobody's picking like their most powerful. Yours is like a Hellkite Tyrant alternate yeah, like win silly, condition deck. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy built his for the stipulation uh, episode of Game Nights of like nostalgia. You know, you're talking about a pretty fair yeah. you know deck, and mine is the one that I can play against high power or low power decks. Um, I think the more you play Commander, the less you care about winning. Honestly, for most people, I feel like even like I, whenever I play against Wizards employees that play every week, every yeah. day, they're just out there trying to have as much fun yeah. as possible. They almost—it's like you said, where the story is more important to them. Yeah, they almost want to like beat you with a regular grizzly bear, like you know. Yeah, yeah. You play with like Ethan Fletcher, he pulls out his bear deck and it's like he that's the story he wants is i killed him with a grizzly bear an actual grizzly bear yeah you know like <laughs> that's what they want because eh, protean hulk you know bring in some infinite combo viseraseer stuff is like not you know everybody's done that how yeah, many whatever. people that's... how many people have won a game of commander by hitting somebody with a grizzly bear yeah man it's it's the stories it's a, i think we get kind of a somewhat deserved but also somewhat unfair uh um like uh, uh, idea people have of commander players they have of us where it's like oh like I, like I think someone at uh, maybe it was GP Toronto or something was like oh you play commander like what's it like playing a game where no one wants to win it's like <laughs> well we still want to win like we still all try to win it's just that we try to do it in like dumb ways uh-huh. and like fun ways and uh, you know create those stories like I was saying so it's it's not that we don't want to win it's not that we don't like winning we all 
Neheb Burndeck wants to win by right. crushing everybody. He just wants to win in a specific way. Exactly. Yeah. It's a <laughs> way. Same thing. Bray Helkai wants to win by this ridiculous alternate win con. Like it's uh, it's just about having more fun than just oh okay play these two cards and then I that's the end of the game. I'm gonna go infinite. Oh. Yeah, you know, I want to come to the defense of people that like that too. I'm oh, listen, totally I, I, fine I, I, with yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Um, I'm I, not trying to put down those people. I think that's also fine. Like, if yeah. that's the way, if that's your fun version of winning, great. I, I really do think that that's. Uh, that's what I like about, yeah. say, my Vile Smasher deck is the ability to compete yes. with those people. Yeah, right. but I'm still not playing. You know, that to me is not as fun. So I'm not trying to do that, but I'm fine with them trying to do it. It's yeah. just a format that's populated with those type of people. Yeah. So it's, I guess, the really spiky people who don't understand Commander. It's like, well, I guess you just won't. You just don't understand that part of it, I guess. <laughs> Anyways. Um, all right. Well, moving on, talking about spikes. We ask this question every year. Um, Phil nailed it last year, calling Leovold. Yeah. We're asking, who is the most powerful Commander right now in your experience Phil, we'll let you start since your uh, your batting average is pretty high. Uh, most powerful commander right now is Edgar Markov. Ah, <clears throat> he's uh, uh, far and away. If if the deck is built properly and built properly, I mean, uh, is tuned to take advantage of his eminence ability. Uh, he creates an army that becomes nearly unstoppable, and with a board wipe, just recovers right away, and usually recovers first. And uh, continues. He's a hyper aggro, uh, hyper hyper aggro ch- um, commander. Commander. I was going to say champion. I wonder why. <laughs> um, and he uh, he he's very difficult to stop. And that's even before he comes on the battlefield. I, I'd say because I kind of agree. This is a very powerful deck. We haven't talked about it much on the show. No. But I'd say like of the Edgar decks I've played, I can't I can't remember getting destroyed a. At least like sixty percent of the time, they don't yeah. even cast Edgar. Yeah, it's just yeah. an emblem. Yeah, yeah. The the deck I frequently play against is uh, Edgar is two points above the highest cost card in the in the yeah because they just want to chain a million low cost yeah. cards and get free vampires. Oh, yeah, it's miserable. I think it's banned in one v one, or they're talking about banning it. I don't I follow one v one, but I believe it is. Or, I believe they're talking about it. Or it was banned it on like powerful. Magic Online in one v one or something. Oh, is it? I don't it's know. super powerful in one v one. Just the amount of value it accrues, yeah. and you can't stop the value engine. You yeah, can't. that's the problem. Starting yeah. the game with like, oh, haha! When you play commander, you have eight cards in the hand. Commander is one of them. How about you got the planeswalker emblem you, and an on extra the battlefield card. already? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. That's why I don't like Eminence. I still don't like yeah. it. I have an Edgar Markov deck, uh, and it's actually one of the reasons because I had a um, Olivia uh, deck. Voldaren, yeah, yeah Voldaren deck at first. And then I was looking at things like, um, oh, maybe I'll do, maybe, you know what? I think I might add white to this deck. And I was thinking about, oh, maybe Alesha Smiles of Death. I think mm-hmm. that'd be a cool vampire thing. You know, vampires are low uh, power toughness and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Like, that might be a little, that might be fun. And then they dropped this commander deck on us. And I was like, well, I guess I got to pick Edgar. I was like, I guess I have to. And it's like, I didn't have to, obviously. But I was, the, my Olivia deck was growing a little stagnant. I didn't like her as a commander. So I wanted to change it. But play Edgar. He's great. And if you're running a vampire deck, there's no reason you shouldn't run him. Like, you know. Yeah. He may be the best Mardu commander ever printed. Oh, I think. It's not even close. I mean, Alesha might come close for combo Mm. ability. Yeah, true. What about, uh, what's her face there with the dragons and the angels? Oh, Kalia? Too fragile. pretty good. I mean, mean, like, in terms of commanders that attack and do stuff, you could do much better. Zergo's pretty good. Yeah, Zergo. I don't think he's on the level of Kalia and, and yeah. Alesha, though. No. Yeah. yeah. He targets one person, kills that person, and then probably the other person oh, yeah. wins. Yeah. yeah. I think it goes Edgar, then um, Alesha. Alesha, then probably Kalia right around the same level. 
All right, well, who do you think is the most powerful commander overall right now in your experience? I mean, overall, it might be Sylvala, Heart of the Wild, the uh, one green, the one that just starts popping off with tons of mana. But I'm actually going to give a less uh, powerful commander, but I think overall in more casual play groups is the deck that just dominates, and that would be Marin of Clan Neltoth. Ah, I thought about saying this too, yeah. Because I think Marin... Because I don't think enough decks still run don't run enough graveyard hate, and Marin is just one of those decks that a lot of people have, and even at the different power levels, it's still yeah. one of the most powerful decks at the table every time, just because mm-hmm. of the value that you get from Marin is absurd. Yeah, you if you've got a strong Marin deck, or a lot of play groups have multiple, because she was like, yeah, before, um, who was it? That, Atraxa, Atraxa. Before Atraxa, Marin was the most popular deck, yeah. and so there's just a, still a bajillion of them running around out there. Yeah, you got to run graveyard hate. We get asked this, and I'm always like, Rest in peace. Yeah, Bajuka right. Run your Bajuka bugs. Run all yeah. your, you know. They, you can they're, run, they're uh, printing a lot Relic of good of ones lately. Yeah, and there's that new one. Yeah, what's yeah. the new one? I that's can't uh, something the name of it. It's kind Grave of like Relic. Stone or something. The card I always ignore in draft. <laughs> you can't yeah, activate kind of. abilities in the graveyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you have to start running that stuff if you have. If you have two Marin decks in your meta, then you main deck Relic of Progenitus. And yes. because it doesn't cost you anything. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Or Marin and a uh, Scarab God. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Marin is Death Right Shaman, everybody. <laughs> Death Right Shaman is so good. Run yeah. it in every deck yep. that can run it. Absolutely. The value she creates is just very tough to deal with on on the multiple levels, like you're talking about. I actually thought Silent Gravestone. Silent Gravestone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's the one. I have a Marin deck that um, is is like that. It's he like, has I, all these decks. I know. I have a Marin deck. Of course, right? You gotta have it. What's your Leovold deck like? Yeah, it's not that good anymore. Like, you know, it used to be really good. Uh, no, I have a Marin deck, and it's like I was like, oh yeah, this is so great, so much value. But then that value becomes oppressive as soon as you include any of the cards that you like should include in it mm-hmm. that aren't even broken on their own. But when you put them with her, it's like, well, I'm I'm sorry, everyone. You can't have creatures anymore for the rest of the game like sorry you know that's what i end up doing when i play this deck so i barely play it anymore wow we got two canadian sorries out of that too that's that's how mean that deck can be um I'm sorry gonna... sorry should i be saying it that way everyone just normally yeah so just normally <laughs> just so just nor- sorry no that's, that's sorry no sorry it's not an a you're like you're, i know you're but that's what i can say sorry sorry uh. yeah. <laughs> how do you say uh the uh uh, not yellow, not red citrus fruit. Not yellow, not red. Blood orange? <laughs> <laughs> Blood the orange, right? Orange. Yeah, you right. said orange, right? So, sorry. Orange. Sorry. I'm oh, kidding. no, now I'm saying it like, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. exactly. <laughs> I got you. What's the thing on top of a building? <laughs> Ask uh, Brits how they say things and then realize how wrong we all are. Or more. about that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, Josh, what do you think is the most powerful <laughs> command right now? Uh, I'm going to go with, and I haven't seen it in play as much, although I know it's big in the CEDH scene, is Thrasios. I think that oh, card Thrasios, is ridiculous. Yeah. I think it's kind of, yeah. Yep. It's it's really near broken. It, it is, and it's just, it's, it's so hard to see it. Mana. And it doesn't do it in the way it Leovold does it, where it's like it oppresses everybody else. Mm-hmm. But the value on Thrasios and the fact that they made it colorless mana to activate, and you don't have to tap it so you can do it as many times as you want. And you can partner it up to get access to more colors and never have to cast the other cards, really. I mean, just think of how easy it is in basically every color in some manner to create infinite mana. Yeah. Yep. Thrust is instant win as soon as you do that. Draw your whole deck. If you can't win with infinite mana in your whole deck, then your deck can't win. Right. Right? Yep. 
Yeah. Absolutely. That's so, a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Thrasios to me is. And you, yeah. And like, Dry Hood, they can put half it on the battlefield, too. Well, you put all the lands out. Yeah. They're tapped, though. But, I mean, you might be able to untap them, whatever. But, I mean, you already have infinite mana. You don't even need the lands. Yeah. You just need the cards. And now I've got them. And I have infinite mana because that's what allowed me to draw the cards. <laughs> so now I can just cast them all. And then I win. It's also a pretty big stipulation, though, that uh, in order for this card to be broken, you need infinite mana. But it's easy. <laughs> if you yeah. want to build a deck that, that. If you want to build a deck that does that, I mean, you can do that with any color. Really, you you know? can accidentally any get infinite mana in a lot of games. I do it all the time where. It's just like because if you build good synergy into your deck, there's going to be a lot of ways to like stuff to sort of bounce off each other. And a lot of times, those are with your mana rocks or your untappers and things. Right. And it's not yeah. very hard. In well, fact, I think most mm, this might not be right. Many of the sort of tier one decks that we, the the boogeyman decks in the format create infinite mana at some yep. point because that's that's the way you win. You make a very explosive play, and that usually costs you twenty plus mana. Right. And creating infinite mana is not a lot harder than creating twenty mana. So. That's just the route they normally go. Anyway, uh, interesting. Well, some, some good... and the fact that you can pair it with yeah anything you, you any want. Cards, yeah, yeah. Even in the ninety nine, it's ridiculous. This was know? the hardest question for me because I don't know. I don't play against these decks ever. It doesn't have to be. It's in your experience. So, what's in your meta? In your experience of the stuff you play against? It's probably a deck I have. Honestly, what is I don't it? Know. I don't know. I honestly don't Marin. know. Maybe Marin. it's... Man, your meta uh, is awesome, actually. I, uh, yeah. uh, maybe I wish I didn't know. Edgar Markov, yeah, yeah. because that, I guess when I play that, that deck tends to do, do pretty good, like you were saying. I don't know. It's I, I honestly... This one, I was like, I just don't know. <laughs> is it Narset? Sure, you guys tell me. I don't know. I don't, I've don't. i never played against a Narset player. When you can't spot the threat, you are the I, threat. That's exactly, I thought about that. I'm like, is it me? Am I the problem? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right, let's we might be able to change that Narset thing later today. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, you'll find out. <laughs> like that might actually change. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Every year we talk about the Commander product and sort of evaluate how the Commander product did. Uh, last year was 2016, which I we had pretty high marks for. Four colors. Um, this yep. year we're evaluating the 2017 decks, which were the Tribal, the Cat, the Dragon, the Wizards and the Vampires. Edgar Markov sounds like you guys mm-hmm. like that deck. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about how we felt they did. Did they hit the mark? Did they miss the mark? Um, Jimmy, go ahead. Uh, I thought they were pretty okay for the most part. I think a lot of the design was influenced by what was happening in Standard at the time as well because we saw a bunch of tribal sets, a bunch of tribal cards both in Standard and in the Commander sets. Uh, I think in terms of pushing more players into the game, that was a very successful thing to do because I think newer players like tribal. It's just an easier, more fun, thematic way to play commander. Uh, but then again, I really dislike the idea of eminence and what came with Aloro all those years ago that a lot of people really disagreed with. I don't, I don't understand why they need to bring that back in that way to make tribal function as a commander. It did feel a little tone deaf to what the feedback had been up to that point for yeah. very similar mechanics. Yeah. Do you and think al- they just looked at Alora and were like, this is the most popular commander of all time? Maybe. Because it was for a long time before yeah. Marin and Atraxa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Just to me, just like getting that much free value and not having to work for it at all doesn't feel like commander. I agreed, yes. It also, it breaks the format. It like... It adds a new design space that I don't think makes good. the game... Yeah, it's good. I don't yeah. think it's healthy yeah. necessarily. It's an area I can't interact with. Call me old-fashioned, but back in my day, we had to cast our commanders for them to do something. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, seriously. Yeah. For real. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, well, I don't have to pay for this at all? I just want to be able to interact with it. It's a, it's a strategy game, so there's move-counter-move. But there's yeah. no counter-move to Eminence or Alora's ability yeah. because, yeah, yeah, you can stifle it like once or something, but there's not a there's not a way for me to interact with it. The game doesn't give me the tools to combat it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? 
That's a good. That's a yeah. Good way and even that. an emblem which sits in a similar space has to be. They have to do stuff to get it. Got to do a lot of stuff to get it. But yeah. Edgar or Laurel, they don't have to do anything except choose to play that deck. Uh, so I kind of agree that I didn't like that part of it. Is the problem with the um, commander emblems, or is the problem with those two emblems? Right, like no one's no I one's just, complaining about a Rabo. Right, because it's not very powerful. But I just think the fact that you've got <laughs> two out of five, right, Aloro. I think Derevi actually fits in this category where yeah, that ability actually. is a little bit too powerful, and that's a similar ability where I get to sort of bypass commander attacks, and there's I'm not actually casting it. It's difficult to interact with. It's it falls in a similar space. Mm-hmm. So three out of six maybe are like not healthy. I think that's yeah. You're batting fifty percent. That's not very great. You play against that dragon deck if it's uh, if it's built in a, in the right way. Like yeah. that eminence just feels very unfair. Yeah, you're just like what? It is. I get ramp. Yeah, that's that's awful. That's you know you shouldn't. Oh, you just get a free Urza's thing, whatever it's called, the one that makes incubator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, you just get a free one of those. That's that's brutal. But at the same time, you're playing with dragons. Yeah, they're all. I think that's why that one feels a little exactly. It's not broken or whatever, but like it's it it feels bad when you're playing against it. It's just like you're already cast that. That was my league deck, so I'm very partial yeah, to it. Yeah. I think it's perfectly <laughs> fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think that is fair. I mean, and it's not like you board. couldn't design those so that they are, but it's... Well, they were quote-unquote limiting it by like, oh, you have to play tribal. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, no, you're actually just making it so that maybe this effect exists in different ways in the future. I don't know. Like, I could, I, I could see Eminence... I don't know if Eminence had more of a tribal like name to the mechanic to be like, okay, this is only for tribal stuff. Then I'd be like, all right, this isn't as bad, but... What's to say that Eminence isn't something that's going to come back in the future and not be tribal specific, mm-hmm. like Loro or Derevi kind of yeah. does? I mean, the only good thing is that they they really haven't repeated yet, right? Yeah, we haven't seen partners again. I just want we to see more partners, seen honestly. Planeswalkers as commanders again, although I mean, yeah, I would argue that this is repeating it. This what is, what from Aloro? You mean Aloro and being like, hey, let's put it on all of them? It's yeah. Like, oh God, no. <laughs> what, what and give it thinking? a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the 2017 product? Phil? Oh, I loved it. Uh, I think I played a league based on it, and if you play um, if you play all four of those decks against each other and do it consistently, and then modify them slowly over time using a set of rules, <clears throat> they're very well balanced against each other. It's very flavorful. It feels like dragons are coming to eat you. It feels like cats are clawing your eyes out. Um, and then mm. over time, it Neither starts shifting. Neither of those shifting. sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, how fun. Well, you know, the eye of the beholder. I said flavorful. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Good, good point. Um, the only one that really suffers in terms of overall flavor is the Wizards, Wizards. deck, but that's because it's Wizards and Zombies uh, mashed together. And um, the Vampires deck is probably the only one that remains with um, Edgar in charge because of that eminence. It's just, right. It's just so dangerous. And the dynamic uh, kind of... It settled into a routine until someone would break out of it with some uh, mana spikes, right? If somebody would get way ahead of the curve, all of a sudden that that person became the threat. Otherwise, it was always, okay, we got to tackle Edgar. Okay, now slow Miri down and, uh-oh, dragons are coming for you. Better stop them. So it was loads, loads of fun. That's in an environment where just those decks are being yeah. played against each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and uh, I didn't do that that much this time. Uh, I'm only on the show, I think, uh, yeah. one other time, so twice. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the fact that, because we're moving, it looks like anyway, I don't know if they've officially said this is going to be every time, but we're moving to, um, just four decks instead mm-hmm. of five. This was the first year of that. Do you think that's a good decision or a bad decision? I'm pretty fine with that. 
I didn't I, I didn't feel like I missed out on anything not having that fifth tribe in this one or that fifth deck. Um, it makes sense for like the four color pairings because they're five total, right? Oh, of course. Like it yeah. makes sense, sense to like if you're going to do like monocolors or whatever, like you, you kind of have to do five. Have to go and three color. And they did do that right for a few of them for almost. No, all they did them. them for. There was five decks every year until this year was the yeah. first year they only did four, and they kind of broke away and said five is kind of limiting us because we can't do certain themes. Right. So we're going to move to. I think they said this. Yep. I'm yeah, fine so we're with gonna that. Move to four. I'm I'm for it if it means like yeah like different fun themes and things like that. Like I'm great. I'm into that. Doesn't always have to be tied to the colors, right? Like, who cares? Right. Uh, yeah. This I like... is the first year I didn't buy all of them, though. Oh, really? Or slash really? get them as gifts. But um, uh, yeah, no, this is the f- I don't. I, I don't own a single one of these. You, you didn't get your... any of them. No, you should have told your friends that you I, didn't buy. I them. bought some singles. Uh, right. Um, but... Tavares protection. No, actually, I didn't buy that one. Oh, that card's ridiculous. I yeah, whatever. Who cares? It really is. Every time somebody plays it, I'm like, oh, I lose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that... <laughs> Whoops, I was counting on that happening. Remember how I yeah. loaded my cannon to fire one shot? <laughs> yeah. oh. Well, it just went through thin air. <laughs> I, was, I was supposed to win, and now I can't win. It hit, uh, it hit a low. I bought a whole bunch of them. It's in every deck that has white. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's... Yeah, it's about 12. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, it's interesting you said that because... From what we heard, this was the highest selling. Oh, interesting. Not just yeah. commander product, but like product for wizards ah. this year. Like it was extremely popular, which bodes very well for our format. Yep. Uh, I think that was a tribal big thing in the plus column. I actually believe that a big reason it was successful is because of 2016 and how good that was. Mm-hmm. And I thought you were going to say game nights, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, because 2016 was so good. I think yeah. a lot of people entered the format then, and they're actually uh, realizing that growth that occurred over the following year. Um, you know, in addition to the fact that Tribal is super friendly to sort of newer, yeah. less franchise players. Any part of it is due to the fact that uh, the 2016 product with all the partners, those have increased in value a lot. And a lot of the, the actual mm. proper four color commanders have also increased in value because they were mm-hmm. all so good, right? powerful but those decks were awesome exactly right like everything about those decks was great and if you look back now those decks are yeah they've shot up in price do you think any point of that is like people going well oh my god i gotta buy these commander products because they increase in value just like everything that's gotta be part of the equation i mean i think that's always a small percentage that definitely was a big part of me when i first started playing was like oh now i gotta start collecting things because like i just saw this thing that i bought last week do this you know but i think I think the tribal thing is the big selling point. Yeah. And I, I think the growth, obviously, from the past two years, from four color to tr- partners to this is big too. But I would walk into a store and be like, wizards, pirates, you know, not pirates, dragons, cool. Like that to me, I think is a, a big selling point. Whereas before it was like Ethereum wizardry. Like I was like, <laughs> what does this mean? You know, so there's a little less like immediate from a sales standpoint, walking and looking at something and knowing what you're buying. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, great job. And tying, you said tying it in with Ixalan with all that tribal stuff that your vanquishers banners and things like that. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great move. I like the new tribal cards, but I do wish they had reprinted some of the old ones. Yeah. yeah. I wish they just packed a little more reprints into these. Yes. Felt yeah. like what Mirari's wake was like the one we got. Yeah, that was of like real value. There's a lot of little reprints, but man, why can't one of like something of Marari's Wake level be in all the decks? Why can't yeah. we throw an Urza's Incubator in all of them? Why can't yeah. we have Guy's Cradle in all of them? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> why can't we have everything we want right now? <laughs> yeah. That's what right. the Magic subreddit is all about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about this year. So, uh, Commander 2018 is going to come out in around August or so. Um, we currently know very basically. There's some speculation, but nobody knows anything about it yet. Um, yeah. 
What are you hoping for in the 2018 product, Andy? We'll let you start because you uh, have your notes out. Yeah, mine's very specific. Uh, and I noticed this doing our show we, where we are bringing a budget all the time. So we're always looking for those weird corner cards. And the cards that consistently surprise me with how expensive they are. So I'm talking about reprints. Obviously, yep. we all want good reprints. Uh, I'm not even asking for like super high power level reprints. I'm asking for stuff that just hasn't had a reprint yet. And specifically, Lorwyn Block. There's a lot of stuff from Lorwyn. Right. And I think the poster child for this is Rings of Bright Hearth. Uh, Glenn Alendra is there too. Yeah, right. There's a lot of good stuff in there that just simply has not been reprinted. And the stuff that has been reprinted, like uh, Austere Command was reprinted recently. Right. I think in Modern I Masters or something. Masters? Yeah. yeah. One of the Masters. Um, uh, that, There's so like, many Master sets now. Dropped, it's hard to keep like, it was like a $12, $15 card, whatever it was. Now it's like two or three bucks. Perfect. Uh, Rings of Bright Hearth is like a. $25, $30 card. Mm. And I looked, I specifically looked this up for this. I was like, okay, well, that must mean it's being played in some other format. It certainly no. is not. Yeah. It is not. That is only Commander and only based on the regular rarity it was in Lorwyn. And uh, let's reprint that card, right? Like, yeah. let's reprint some of those, just some of those stuff that like look back and say, oh, this card has only had one printing. This is not going to wreck anything. Let's, let's Rings, I think, is particularly difficult to reprint because you can't really just reprint it. You got, I mean, you could in maybe a master set or something, but for the commander product, you have to have a commander that has triggers an activated off of it. ability. Yeah. yeah I'm easy. just saying, <laughs> look at this last year, which one of oh, them has activated abilities. Oh, I know, but I'm saying like, it's very easy to make it, but you'd have to do an activated. Ability, yeah. Right? I just, I saying. can see them being like, I'm, listen, I'm not going to design an entire commander so that I can reprint one card. Right. The great thing that, is if they do pl Planeswalkers again, it works very well with those guys as well. Right? Oh God, there I hope are they a don't lot, do Planeswalkers again. Looking partner at all these cards. Is that, the, is that the rumor? Is, is that what they're thinking Partner they Planeswalker? They're partner not going to do that. Partner Planeswalker? Yeah, you're all crazy. <laughs> there is speculation that they're going to do Planeswalkers again. I don't remember exactly where it came from or why. Um, well, they mentioned Planeswalkers right now. Oh, yes. The, the, yeah, yeah. The slug. Yeah, yeah. They mentioned oh, Planeswalkers really? specifically in the slug. Um so, so th that's, that it wasn't good the first time. It sucked actually because the game just went on forever. Yeah. Because every it, if you think of a planeswalker as a life gaining spell, yes, yeah, and the fact that they also don't attack, yeah. so <laughs> it's not just gaining you life; it's also taking away what a commander would normally do, which is damage dealing potential. Is that's that right. it, is they're that, all value engines, and so everybody just plays their value engine and then says go, and it's like oh here let's set up and strap in for a really long game. But is that also because they're monocolored? So when you played those games, uh, when you played like. Are less. you talking about like all the planeswalkers playing against each other, or are you talking about just it one being in the? In I the mean, game? yes, and also just any planeswalker deck tends to make I feel like the games longer in general because again you just have a value. life gain deck and it's going to be a value based deck. Yeah, if all of them playing against each other, it's like well we're all playing monocolor, so only some of us can even deal with the planeswalkers, anyways, right? I mean, everybody um, can attack ostensibly. Everyone can attack, so then it shouldn't be a problem. But it. It oh is my. because <laughs> instead of hitting you, I'm hitting no, your planeswalker. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And yeah. then you recast it, and yeah. so like 16 damage you would have took went to a card of yours. Right. Yeah, exactly. It just and like I said, your card that you're casting doesn't attack, so it's not dealing damage. Oh. And everyone's trying to put up the walls to protect Those their planeswalkers. Yeah. Those right? games were yeah, miserable. Yeah, yeah. I, they they took forever. Um, the the real other thing that I want to say though, so like we obviously all want reprints, big deal. I think bring back partner. It's so good, and make but make mono colored partners. That way, it's like oh, it's, so you it's can't limiting. It's not, yeah. yeah, like we can't go five colors. Or yeah. I'm not saying like cr create more of those possibilities. If you just had a monocolor thing that has partner, I think that's like a fun little flavor add into the into the partner landscape. What do you have against five color? We could have, do three color partners. I don't like it. Yeah. Gosh, that would be insane. 
Yeah, right. Like I just like I just don't think you need to go there, really. Like it's a powerful enough uh, uh, mechanic that you know I like putting a little bit of limitation on it. I think that's why. Tri partners. That's what it's going to be. They're going to have three partners. Trios. In your camera. Yeah, trios. Yeah, yeah. It's triumvirate. Triumvirate. Yeah. Triumvirate. Barbershop triumvirate. Maybe uh, yeah. Thruples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's one in the middle. Yeah, anyways. Um, <laughs> is there anybody anybody else have anything about Commander 2018 that they are excited about or they hope they do or hope they don't do? I think my predictions are just we are in the Magic 25th anniversary year. Dominaria is coming mm-hmm. back. I think it's going to 100% be themed or have a lot of relation to the iconic cards that... Mm-hmm. You know, we've already seen some of the key art for Dominaria. We know some of the, our favorite characters are coming back. I think it's going to have a lot to do with that world. I would love to see like a mishmash though, where it's like, sure, the front card is like, you know, it's Teferi. It's cool. He's a, it's a new version of him or whatever. But I all, in the 99, I want there to be partner commanders. You know, I yeah. want there to be, yeah, yeah. you know, a little bit of everything. So, like, we get that stuff we want. But that's just my magical Christmas land. I would like partners to come back, though. Well, let me, ask, let me ask this. It's an interesting point um, because they did it last year. They lined up the tribal stuff with the tribal excellent. Is this good? Is it good for them to be doing this? I think for sales, it definitely is. Right. Is it good for us, though, as players? Um, because I think it does make your Rings of Right Hearth and stuff like that a lot less likely because they can't just cherry pick stuff that's needed. They have to tie it into whatever else they're doing in other, you know, in standard and whatever that year. This was a, this was a weird year in that um, the theme of tribal is something that can go across multiple sets very easily. Whereas, I don't know, Dominaria? like Well, Nostalgia can. Sure, nostalgia can, but then you can. I mean, that's kind of that's even wider. It seems like you yeah, know, yeah. You could do that's specifically with it. though. Right, is the them sort of setting the precedent that they're going to behave in this manner good though long term? Right. I don't know. I think I it's think... fine for now. <laughs> I guess they can change. They just did. They yeah, can, I just right. don't. Three yeah. or four no years, they can be like, you know what? We're going to do shards and, of, from Alara. And yeah. That has nothing to do with anything that's going on. But we just we just think that's cool. So and none of us really know exactly how much. Uh, the commander design team is influenced by standard or if it just happened to be a happy coincidence this year or if it's something more, you know, like planned from the bottom up. Gavin was on our show and he talked a little bit about that and um, they, there is definite synergy between the two. Yeah, they talk for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would have been a huge coincidence otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but whether or not it's like, how, like what percentage influence does it have is what I'm interested in. Because it's like, sure, we're going to do tribal, but we need to do it this way, you know, and there's not much standards going to do to change that in this case. All right, let's move on to, there was one more thing looking back. It is unstable. Mm-hmm. So for a few weeks, we had silver bordered cards legal in the format. Um, did you get to try it out? Did you think it was cool? Is this something you think that should be looked at again in the future? <laughs> Mine just landed exactly, exactly where, where I started. You, you, guys both, <laughs> you guys both need more practice Noobs. throwing. Just behind your back. Just behind the back. Whip it. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah there you go. So, well, I don't know if you guys know this, but you have two members of the Unmandarin Rules Committee. Right, self-appointed. Right. Self-appointed, yeah. proclaimed. Unmandarin. No, yeah. we, we, we seized knew control. This. Yeah. We knew this. Yeah. Um, but the question is, how much did you actually take advantage of the fact? Like, did you play with silver border cards a lot? I, actually, I did not in Commander. I did not. <laughs> not even once. Not yeah, you're part of the rules. I know, right? I'd make the rules. To right. throw some shade, sounds like the real rules. Committee. No, I, right. I wished real hard I was playing with some unstable cards in my Commander. You didn't? Decks. No, not yet. But I've got a, I've got a bunch of cards. Well, not ready yet. They're not legal yet. anymore. Well, they are in well, the Commander rules. Mandarin. Yeah, that's right. Unmandarin's brew. Unmandarin's brew. I'll just say this much. 
much. They they in possibly the worst way to test it out. They tested it out. Here's just a time. Everything go. Here's a time. Such an yeah. ad hoc like. Yeah. yeah, she's like, hey, we're just gonna do it, and it's gonna be over a period of time where a lot of people may not even have the time or you know be in there. Like everyone's on vacation. People are going home for the holidays. It's yeah. like what 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 are you. Oh. What are you doing? I mean, this this felt like a phone call. Wizards, beep, 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 beep. Hello, Sheldon Menry. Listen, um, is this something you guys might be willing to consider? (laughs) Because we'd like the unset to do well. You know that that feels like what I have no idea if that's what happened. This is just Jeez. what don't, feels don't like add a, happened. Don't make say it a conspiracy gate. out don't, there. You yeah. know, uh. Sheldon said they were talking about it for a couple of months when it got announced, and then they were uh, thinking about when it they for started maybe seeing two days. some of the uh, started seeing some of the cards. That's when they had a real call and um, decide, made the decision. So. Nobody at this table <laughs> saw a silver bordered card in play during oh, that's that That's not true. Oh, no, I never said that. I right. did see silver bordered cards. Okay, in play. so so yeah, you yeah. did. I okay. played against a uh, what's the uh, Rakdos commander who like uh, combines Doom them? Baron von Doom? No, no, uh, uh, Griselda. Griselda. Yeah, yeah. Griselda. I saw that deck. And it's awesome. It's crazy, right? <laughs> like it's not. <laughs> it doesn't exile the cards after they die. You just keep doing yeah, it. I know. Yeah, it. it's like it's I didn't dirty. particularly love it, but it was. It seemed fun though, for sure. Like it was neat. It was neat to see. I don't know how much I... Yeah. I don't think it's broken or anything. I just was like, whoo, brother, that's pretty powerful. I saw, and um, I'm not really ready for it. Grand Calcutron. Oh, really? Oh, oh my yeah. God. No. Impressive. Oh, what was that like? Horrible. Is that Who's terrible? Impressive? Sorry, Mr. Rosewater. You can't have that be a commander. Like, that's not... It's not a creature. <laughs> but it's not a creature. Yeah, exactly. But he said, and then they had to go with it. And so... Wait, he said that you, it, yes. it should be? Whoa, whoa, he whoa. Said, he has no control over hey, what he We decide the rules around here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so technically you could play it as a commander for that six-week period or whatever right, it was. Right, right, right. Um, they made a huge mistake by not having some way to have the legendary creatures be permanently playable though i think yeah. griselda is totally fine i think yeah besides spike um just make some spike of them legal hard even if after they a could gen- just i swear just put a little symbol on the card and if it has the symbol it can be it's legal in the commander format yep. and then you just go boom that or and sheldon then you just only do it with the legendary creatures and now yeah that or sheldon and those guys go like well after extensive testing on january 15th we decided that we're going to make xxx and x and x legal in commander and x i like it um and x but then you've got <laughs> See, I just don't like this thing where like some people know about it and some people don't. Like it should be inherent to the, on the card, right? And it's too hard to be like these fifteen silver bordered cards are illegal. They already did away with the fact that they had a separate list for stuff that is legal. Yeah. And well, it looks like we're just to continue with the reality that we're already used to, yep. which is the rules committee may not know exactly what they're doing, and we cannot play <laughs> I, these cards in Commander this, still. Yeah, this is hooray. I, <laughs> I I think it was fine what they did though. I don't I don't I think blame so this too. on the rules committee no, and I think whatever. It was it was fine. For there could have been a weeks. way more elegant way of doing it that didn't just it literally accomplish nothing. Nothing I, was accomplished. But I think that <laughs> I put that in Wizard's lap because if they would have on the lead up months before talked to the rules committee because the rules committee was just dealt a bad hand. They don't know this stuff. They're not given access to it and then you know all of a sudden they're trying to do something to have fun with the format what are they supposed to do at that point they they can't influence anything it's printed it's out it's done like, yeah you know if they could have very early in the process been like you know what there's some cool stuff in here and you're right it could be used in our format but the problem is we need to make it elegant in the way that is allowable because otherwise we have to open the door to all the silver border cards in which case that's insane oh man if only yeah. the there rules was committee was a part of, of wizards, wizards of, of the, the coast, coast. Yeah. instead of an independently 
single LGS run I, out in New York. Yeah. I love you guys. I'm I actually not, think they've done a really good job in the last two years, and I've tempered I say, my... Actually, I think yeah. the, the format is pretty is doing yeah. pretty well. Yeah. I, yeah. They've done I, some, I know, good, but yeah. like, things, but. I mean, I, look, I can't throw that much shade. I just, I'm still sticking to my original thing of like, why hasn't Wizards found a way to incorporate the, into a more official manner? Like, Wizards has the resources and the data that Sheldon was so, you know, adamant that was expensive and hard to get and all the things that would help only help, I think, the, was the, do the committee. Do they, though? Because, I mean, I'm, they do. But, like, uh, what I mean is that, like, they've created these... <laughs> do they, though? We're talking I mean, about yeah, eminence yeah. being, like, a terrible thing for the format. And they're, like, on all of the decks now. Like, that was Well, they a tempered that with Tribal, right? Yeah. Like, so yeah. It's, it's, it's it wasn't just a five of Loros or whatever. But, like, but. still, like, like you were saying, like, messing with that is... No one's really reacted well to that ever. Derevi... You know, Aloro, uh, you know, who's who was like, yes, yes, more messing with the command I mean, maybe zone, if they but... added in a, a rules committee filled with players that actively were playtesting so every what day. you're saying is that there should be an independent rules committee. <laughs> 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 Let me understand you correctly. More, I just well, want more communication. That's yes, it. You want, really? you want something in the middle, I think, is what it sounds like, really. Anyone who wants to play with unstable cards in their, in their decks yeah, can for just it. check out the list that we created. We uh, we did eventually settle on what spicy and mild. Right? Yes, yeah. So two, yeah, if you want to play cards that are just, I mean, we're going to see these cards again, right? Like go to jail. We're, there's no reason go to jail can't be a yeah. black border card. We'll see cards like that. Those are mild cards. And then if you want to play something really out there, like X, X or yeah. uh, old Buzzbark and a Buzz, couple of yeah. others. <laughs> Play a spicy version. I, I will put out there right now, if anybody builds like a yeah. deck around one of the legendary creatures, minus Spike from Unstable, yep. no other silver border cards in your deck. You just got to use that as your commander? Yeah, 100%. Find me cool. at a GP. I'm totally happy to play yeah. against you. Yeah. I, I think most people would be fine yeah. with it if that's the stipulation. I'm not necessarily totally cool with i have silver border cards all throughout my deck yeah yeah, yeah. the cheaty face here and there is like a funny thing that people pull out once in a while i do like that yep. and it's totally fine but cheaty like, face has been legal since day one that's what you don't understand yeah <laughs> but when we, <laughs> always been it, legal. when we open it up to all the silver border cards it's just too much it's too much yeah, yeah. yeah. and i think that was the problem too it was too overwhelming almost yeah. it was like yeah. here's everything at once instead of being like we're gonna slowly this is how market research works is you slowly ins- it's not like this is market research I'm talking about you know, you know we live in a 50 state so, society where like separate states come up with something and then implement it and then eventually it becomes like a national thing instead of being like hey guys here's every yeah. it's just not, it's not effective let's just restrict it to some unstable cards yeah if only there was a there. list just the legendary creatures hold on <laughs> wait All a second right. we just told you about the list we made alright well this will segue a little into the next point, which is the state of the format, you kind of talked about how it was yeah. in a good place. You yeah. thought, Andy. Um, so the question is, how do you feel about where we are as a format? What are the biggest issues facing EDH today? Phil, take it away. Um, I love the state of the format right now. Um, I've played more in the last six months than in the last two years combined, I think. Uh, part of it was I got uh, meta activated at my workplace, and then we joined the larger meta as well. And so there are games every Thursday night, and I get to play pretty much whenever I want. It's great. Great. How about you, Andy? Uh, I'm very happy with it as well uh, from um, a a perspective where we don't see a ton of the super high-powered decks, whether it be playing with people at GPs or in my own home Mm -hmm. meta or just talking with people uh, via the show and stuff like that. Um, It seems like things are great. Uh, Creativity is flourishing, and... uh, 
that's always a good thing. So I, I, I don't feel like there's anything stifling the format or anything like that. And I don't think there's anything runaway broken that like every single person's doing. Yeah. So it's breaking it or anything. I think it's, I think it's good. Format. It's good. I think things are going fine. Uh, I think the biggest issue that I've found is there the, with the more people that join the format, the more new player feel bads you're going to get. And I feel like, with magic, regular magic, there is a pre-release, there are starter packs, there are people teaching you at conventions, but Commander still remains one of those formats that's really hard to get into. And then when you get into it, you sometimes, if you're in the wrong area, wrong place, you're flipping a coin as to whether or not you're going to stay in it. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know how exactly Wizards can help alleviate that potential for disaster for new players because sometimes people just get scared off or just completely pushed off the game and i think this is something that's always been a problem in edh but as it's growing bigger and bigger and bigger i'm just wondering if there's a way for it to be a little more accessible to everyone in a way that's not so like wow i don't know what's going on people are playing with two thousand dollar decks etc you know i think the burden of that kind of lies on our shoulders the yes. experienced players right people who've been in the format for a number of years uh, who understand what it's like to come in as new players. Uh, um, I think that you, everyone should have like a new player deck that they have. Like, yes. oh, there's a new player playing for in, this, sure. in the group right now. I'll play this deck. It's super fun. It's going to like, it's not even just for them. It's just so that you don't, you know. Yeah. I think that unfortunately table. goes against what the reality is, which is there are so many players out there that don't listen to podcasts, that don't follow yeah. content, that just. Yeah. want to play and are like the whatever that guy's name was uh that we talked about in the q a episode that like was ruining his local bob. group bob yeah. oh, not, his real, yeah. not his real name yeah not so his real like, name bob yeah and so like i think those kinds of players are going to exist no matter what so it's it's almost up it's like i think it needs to be a little bit of both where like yes you do have new player decks but they're also going to be some kind of sanctioned fun event where it's like this friday it's specifically a wizards thing everyone gets a promo and it's all about bringing decks that, you know, are like five out of tens on the power level. And like you get, you know, prizes for different win con, you know, like just stuff that would make people realize more, especially the newer players, for me at least, to know that like, oh, okay, this is a game about having fun first and foremost. And if you wanted to like, this is the, where the tree starts. And then you can go into your different branches of competitiveness or more fun or whatever or janky. But the root of where the tree starts is so different for every person in different states is, and different yeah. LGSs and different countries that that's why I think is the the biggest potential long-term issue facing. Just the divide of do you play in an, at an LGS or do you play with friends mm-hmm. in a meta is there's major differences uh, uh, between yeah. those experiences, right? And and. Are, they, are do you just buy pre-cons and don't sleeve them and play them once a year? Right. Do yeah. You, are you interested in actually taking it further? You know, there's yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be hard to do that forever, and I, I don't know. It's just it's tough to. I think these are some of these problems are just inherent with the format. Like it's t- tough to uh, avoid, right? It's I, I I do agree that it's largely on us, and I don't just mean uh, us as individual players, but I mean us as uh, content creators to ask our listeners and viewers to also follow this sort of ethos, right? I maintain <clears throat> I maintain a couple of decks that are meant to be played against really low power um, decks because, and they're still fun and they're flavorful. It's just that I don't know if I'm going to run into a new player. And if I do that at a GP, I don't want to smash somebody whose first game it is and be like, oh, I'm, you know, that big podcast player picked on me. That's ridiculous. It's right? Okay, you can just get killed first anyway, right? Yeah, that's yeah, not how it goes. Yeah. Usually. Um, <laughs> I don't have the chance to and, smash anyone. <laughs> and so I have this group hug deck that I bring out and I play, and it makes other decks shine is really what it does. And I would ask all of our viewers and listeners to do the same thing. Make a low-power deck that is 
specifically tuned to the you know sub hundred and fifty dollar range. Pick pick a deck that you guys make actually, right? You guys make a functional fun decks every week. They're under fifty bucks and they're not broken, right? We get a lot of new players. Yeah, telling us that they like our show because this is like this is what they're comfortable That's brewing exactly with it. in and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, and so play those decks and play them out with uh, other, those metas. And anytime you go into a mixed meta for the first time, you don't know who you're going to be facing or whatever. Pull out your low power deck and play it. And that way, somebody who's bought a precon and it isn't the Atraxa precon because that thing smashes out of the box. <laughs> um, has an equal opportunity to play at least against you, and then you can kind of work to cushion that player's experience. It's up to us. We're the more experienced people. I think it's just an important message to all of the commander players out there, especially the veteran players, Yeah, which is like, be a steward of the format. Yes. yes. Help shepherd people into the format. Be cognizant of that being an important part of your role, and it's to your benefit because the more commander players there are, the more people you have access to play against. And so the growth of Commander as a format is good for you. And the best way to make it grow is to be inviting an understanding of new players. So, you know, yeah, when you sit down and you notice, you know, we've advocated this many times, which is like, well, what's about the power level on a 1 to 10 scale? You know, and some people will be like, I have no idea. Oh, you know, do you play a Commander a lot? Or is this sort of, are you new to it or whatever? And a lot of people, I only started playing in the last three or four months. How many decks do you have? Oh, I got two. Okay. Uh, I can guess that your power level of your deck is going to be a little bit lower. Not all the time, but, you know, and like I said, it's okay when you miss. You're just trying to get some idea rather than no idea. And then it's like, okay, I'm not going to play, you know, my Mizzix deck. I'm going to play, you know, something that's more fun and a little bit not as good, which is fine. You know, I'm not going to only ever play that deck until the end of time. Just now in this instance, that's the best thing. And I'm still playing Magic. I'm still going to have fun. Um, But that'll be the best thing to hopefully hook in. Like, I consider it a you know a notch on the belt or whatever every time you've helped somebody get hooked into yes, the format of course you yeah, know yeah. that Absolutely. to me is like that's number one goal oh can i can i make somebody like commander more than they mm-hmm. do now that's yeah. number one no can i win the game that's like number five on the list like yeah. it's like so far down yeah um yeah anyway a lot of this can be per- can be personal stuff too like interpersonal things like uh you know um uh, it's it can be intimidating to play it in a multiplayer format where you're not used to that, and it's all about the power levels are all over the place, and you're at an LGS and you don't exactly know what's going on, and especially, and you don't even have to be new player to Magic to feel that way, right? Like you can be new just to the format or whatever. So, um, you know, try and be welcoming in general as a as a player as well. That also always helps, of course. And I'm not saying lose on purpose because I know a lot of people hear stuff no. like this and they think, oh, you what? How dare I try to win? No, try to win. It's fine. There's a difference between smashing everybody, though, in an unfair fight and trying to win. Like yeah. when I pull out my deck that's not as good because some players are new, I don't then play the deck like I'm not trying yeah, to exactly. win. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just didn't choose to play my combo out on turn four deck in that instance. And there are plenty of times I get to pull out that deck and play it. This, this is just not one of them. You know what I've done? I've made the decision, holding a card that would stop somebody from killing another player, I've made the decision if that new player who is doing the killing, or if the player who is doing the killing is new, I don't play the card and I let them kill the person. Yeah, just let them have that. Just let them have it. Let them have it. (laughs) Uh, Um, Yeah. I will agree, though. I think our format's probably in the best shape that it's ever been in. Yeah. Um, The growth in the last, like, year and a half has been insane to the point where I do believe the Commander product from 2017 was like among their best-selling product of anything for the year. So that shows a lot. 
And yeah. any poll that you can point to, Mar- always, Mark Rosewater always runs those polls on his mm-hmm. Twitter and whatever. Commander is definitely, you know, always up there now. Whereas yeah. when we all started our stuff, right. it was like below everything else. I, I feel like limited, standard, modern, even legacy, Commander was like this side niche thing. And now, you know, we've kind of grown. I think it's, I think it's really exciting. It's really yep. cool. Very good. Yep. All right. Looking ahead. So we're going to move on to the future now. The ban list. Um what do we think should be banned, is, if anything? Everybody knows my answer. Stop banning stuff. Unban things. So that's me. That's my pitch. Yeah, I'm on the same page. There's nothing that's at least spoken out to me being like, why is this not banned yet? Paradox Engine, I think, is the one that probably gets mentioned the most. Um, yeah. Do you guys think... I, I could be wrong about that, but that's what I hear the most. Do you the guys card think... Card ain't hexproof. There's anything... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andy, go ahead. I have nothing. I got nothing. I don't think anything You're happy be with the current I'm list? pretty happy with everything. I haven't, again, I play in, we play in pretty different metas, uh, you know, so I don't see a lot of this type of enough hedging stuff, but I do, I do, I am aware of the stuff. So, uh, when it does happen, I do tend to know about it, but right now I'm, I'm pretty happy watch list. I mean, yeah, some, there's a few things here and there, your paradox engines, uh, and so on, but like, I don't really, nothing stuck out to me really. For this I guess watch list would just be any, any recent, like the last three sets. What are the most powerful cards? Yeah, there's not enough time, yeah, not time to figure yeah. it out. That's that's it. Like Acer's Gateway and all that stuff. Oh, um, I don't think anything should be banned. Uh, if if they could bring back the banned as commander category, then Edgar would probably want to go on that. Um, the uh, the cards that have been, <laughs> we run a watch list segment. The cards that have been or will be on that are uh, Paradox Engine, of course, Edgar and Itali. Atali. Oh, Atali is not Red ban worthy all at all. All the help all. No. it can but, get. <laughs> but what our watch list to attack is, with it. Our oh, watch God. list is oriented around um, control of a card. And so if everybody wants to be that card, control that card, or destroy that card, and that card is the number one target for those things, then that goes on our watch list. And when hmm. we talk about ways to use it, ways to defeat it, and ways to get around being defeated by it. Um hmm. And so Itali, even though it's tremendous fun and it's nowhere near as broken as Narset, is still one of those cards that when it comes out, everybody's like, uh-oh, what do we do? Well, it is still random as a thing. Yeah. And it's other people's decks, so you may not I even I mean, it doesn't hit. have to be random, right? Like, you can set it up so at least you can you set it up yours. on yours. You know it's yeah. yours, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, but it does, it does generate that kind of response. It's, it's glorious. I have... I have gotten a chance not a, i don't have a deck built around it but i've put it in some decks and i've gotten a chance to swing with it it is very fun but it's i fun. do not think it's broken no um it's just awesome so here's an interesting <laughs> one and i don't know if you guys have had the same experience but there's been some talk around the campfire lately and i'll put that in quotes around the campfire by that i mean just people in the community maybe some wizards people maybe not i will not reveal my sources but i get the feeling that commander damage is being questioned as a mechanic that's necessary in the format Hmm. Um, and just by questions that have been asked or discussions that I've overheard or been part of, I think there's a questioning right now of whether it falls into a category, sim- category similar to Mana Burn. And as the, when those discussions first started happening, I was like, no, Commander Damage got to stay, of course. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I cannot remember the last game where a single person was eliminated with Commander Damage. And definitely I can't remember the last game where it was a real big factor. Um, so my question is, and I'm not necessarily advocating for one or the other. I just think this is a conversation that's going on at certain levels. Commander damage. 
do you think it's outdated? Do you think we need it? You know, there's been a move in this format from the rules committee to sort of make the commander rules closer to the rest of the rules from magic, right? We got rid of the um, special mulligans and things like that. So I don't know. What do you think? I I tried to I tried to do the same thing where I was like, uh, what? Why do we need it? Right? Like, why is it there? And the only thing I could really come up with is that it's if a person gets infinite life, you can still beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, you can sort of still do it. There with are other benefits. Infinite um, uh, your own infinite shenanigans, right? Your own infinite stuff. Exactly. I guess. I guess. Can you? Yeah, because they have to name an arbitrary yeah, they, amount. Yeah, they actually have to name infinite. Not actually truly right. infinite. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, so. Also, in fact, Craig would say. Um, yeah, ex- exactly. Uh, uh, but there are other benefits, right? Like this creates a new, like uh, not new, but it creates a, a whole uh, style of deck building. You build a Voltron commander. It's like an effective thing. It can be very fast and aggressive and all that sort of stuff. Um, I don't know if that's, if that's, so like what's the benefit of getting rid of it? Is it just that it's making it tighten up the rules, the, tighten up the rules? Is that the only thing? I think the downsides outweigh uh, what the upsides would be because I think you eliminate a lot of design space if you're if you're saying all right well Voltron E commanders just aren't viable anymore, uh, but you also might open up a little design space being more like all right now the Voltron commanders now or just have to take some from forty to zero instead of twenty one each. Or strap um, a grafted exoskeleton at some point. Yeah, I mean that's the thing though is like I don't like I don't like the justification of like if they have infinite life, you better do something infinite too to beat them. You know, I do like that there are additional ways to win the game now thanks to commander damage because that's yeah. one thing we always talk about. It's like sometimes games go on forever. But um, those never end with commander damage being the answer. I, I mean, know, not but that's, in my but experience. That's the thing, like, though. In theory, I, yeah. I but. think I think over time, all of our playgroups have gone away from co- commander damage based decks because we realize how fragile they are. But that doesn't mean that the rest of the world necessarily has, and especially new players as well. I think that is something that still has a lot of appeal, especially as we give more and more focus to the commander. And you know, we can't exile the commander anymore. We can't shuffle into the deck. So now it's become such an important thing. I think commander damage is something that is still inherently tied to that. And that emphasis that I don't think we can get rid of it fully. Yeah. I just don't get really like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. Like I don't feel like this is a broken mechanic that needs to get, we can get rid of it. I don't even, I don't even know if it's uh don't broke, don't fix it. I think we need it. Right. I think um, one of the biggest criticisms we had about planeswalkers as commanders was that we're not able to do damage with them. Mm-hmm. And so the normal vector of get to 21 by having some six mana commander, which means it's like five or six shots at the most, is um, uh, is completely absent. So that took away that entire axis of victory. And that slowed games down tremendously. Uh, yeah, but I mean, don't you think in most games the commander does chip in damage, but the commander damage itself rarely matters, right? The damage yeah. it's doing does matter. The commander damage rarely, rarely matters. Like like I said, the last game that commander damage even killed a single person. Probably, can you remember it? That was my last game. Three or yeah, five years ago. It happens Three or four years ours, ago. It happens in ours fairly, not, I wouldn't say often, but like it's there's certain decks that want to do it, right? It's like, it's like, well, when's the last time you can remember getting... Uh, beat by i don't know a bunch of angels or mill or something it's like well it happens once in a while i don't think that's the same though right because commanders exist in every single game angels don't right but it's a strategy that you that players uh employ right so yeah not every commander is built to do that exactly uh but the ones that are actually it does matter itali 
gets up to 18 points of damage pretty quickly, and then all of a sudden it's a commander damage or or stop it, right? Yeah. Uh, victory. And um, I've had uh, Miri kill me. <laughs> Miri, kill yeah. me. How dare she? And um, I've also had Edgar kill me with commander damage. Interesting. Yeah. I think I never the, even had Edgar get cast, really. Yeah. I think the only thing that really <laughs> ever desperate. happens in our playgroup is that the threat of like, oh, you're kind of up there in commander damage just could be a thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And that's I think, mostly what happens. And I think giving that extra little like, dun, 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 is, is nice. Yeah, but the tension's it, good. Dun, 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 <laughs> Wait a second. Nice little interlude we have here. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I think it is outdated though. I will agree. I think that the game has moved past it, especially as, the more you play in the play group, the more everyone realizes how, not just Flimsy that. I mean, we played at GP Vegas. I played a ton of games. You know, I didn't. I didn't see a single. You know, I probably played twenty games that weekend or long weekend. Um, didn't see. Didn't even witness a single yeah. commander damage death. That's not a playgroup. That is a gathering of magic players from all across the spectrum. They are pretty enfranchised though to make it to a GP and play commander. You are yeah. playing with like full yeah. new players. I think I, I, this could but just be... But the new be... player argument is like the worst argument in magic. That's like everything can be justified based on like, well, new players. I, I don't even know that those new players actually exist in the way that we say that they do. I, I, I really don't believe that like brand new, you know, shiny, right off the line players. Like how often is that? Yeah. No. Is that really a thing? I, I, I don't think it is. No. Like, I, Yeah. Uh, I listen. I do agree. Actually, I think the biggest point that I agree with is that it affects games even when they don't end that way. Mm-hmm. You start getting up there, you get to fourteen, fifteen. Now you really got to like that, that thing can't hit me. Now it rarely does because if you want to stop one creature from hitting you, you mostly can. Yeah. And if you didn't build your deck that way, you probably screwed up somewhere in the process. But it does sort of but feel like, like not, mana burn to me. But that, like it or not, that effect that does that is affecting the game. Like changes behavior. now, you're changing. Yeah, behavior exactly. You're spending yeah. resources. Yeah, yeah, to, for sure, for sure. Something. So I mean, all these arguments were made against mana burn, though. Uh, yeah, probably. I guess. I mean, mana burn was something that affected every Magic game, though. This is commander specific, so I don't know. I mean, for but me, they didn't, I mean, they didn't really have commander back then. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. I just I don't see any reason to get rid of it. It, it hasn't made games worse. And it, necess- it hasn't necessarily made games better either. <laughs> well, if you're saying it increases tension, it has. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm more worried about design space because it does kind of like kill off, I think, a lot of like potential. Because then you're, if you're trying to make commanders that just want to take people from 40 to zero, then that's whatever. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, so, but uh, like, here's they the thing. Like, yeah. Are they now going to create... So it's like, okay, we get rid of commander damage. So the Voltron commander is m- m- far less of a thing. Uh, not gone because you can still win that way, obviously. Uh, but are they going to then be like, okay, well, let's make commanders that are built to take you from forty to zero in two or three hits or something? Like, is I that are they going to do that to like? Uh, do you think they would do something like that to like? Probably not. To this? I think like, they would just you would just kind of lose out on the fact that your commander is going to be able to kill them in like three hits, and right. that it's just a more of a kind of a damage dealer. I think a lot of more enfranchised players use commanders more as enchantments, honestly, than that occasionally can hit people. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Because that's the more reliable way to use them, right? Yeah. Yeah. You get them involved in combat and they're getting killed. Well, I think one of the first lessons you learn as a commander player is to stop going to combat. Which is is a bummer to me. I don't I I, I agree and I've just definitely to rely been doing on that. it less. Yeah, yeah. to rely yeah, on it. Yeah, just to rely on it less yeah. for sure. But it's it's fun. I think we definitely see a um uh, an increase in the number of combo decks, right? Because 
you'd have to compete with the people who are going infinite life because now if you remove commander damage from the table, then everybody goes infinite life. And if everybody goes infinite life, you need to win some other way. Does everybody go infinite life? Yeah, When's the last time you had an infinite life game? Well, because commander damage exists. It happens more than commander damage, but... But like, I don't think it's going to be the thing like, that's sweeping the format now. There's no, no commander it'll, like, it'll it's tilt still, toward it. Because it's still a very effective way to win games if you want infinite to do it now. Life? Yeah, exactly. I was just sure. going to say, yeah. I was just saying, going infinite life, hasn't like the fact that commander damage exists hasn't stopped people from doing that. They're no. doing it. And I don't think the percentage of people going infinite life is going to change Especially since at all here, if commander damage oh, is there or not. We're here talking about how no commanders even win this way. So <laughs> it's like, it sounds like it's a great way to win. Well... I think we will see more life gain decks. We would. I don't think because there's more cushion there. Yeah. And the only uh, lancet to that balloon is uh, uh, commander damage. Not right? true. Infect. And infect. Right. So and your might, own infinite combo. We might see more infinite. Well, we would see more infinite combos, I think, and we might see more infect decks if people still have no soul at that case and <laughs> given it up. Um, Craig's editing this, you know. I know, right? yes. That's, that's why we're saying these yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, and, be like, and I love Infect so much. <laughs> Let me oh, say like, hail new Phyrexia. Yeah. I love Infect and new Phyrexia. Oh, you perfect. Just, you did, you you did, just you did, did yeah. it for yeah. us. Yeah. There you go, yeah. Craig. Yeah. You sound like a robot for some reason. <laughs> but. I have him on video, though. Like. <laughs> All right. Um, and anyway, an interesting discussion. I would be interested to hear the audience weigh in on that. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. Definitely. I'm not necessarily an advocate of it. I was playing devil's advocate there. Sure, yeah. I good. think it's pretty much fine. It, but... No, it's something to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so we're running a little long, as these always do. What? Um, so I'm going to combine these last two questions. So oh. you can choose one or the other. Okay. Mm-hmm. I already have the answer. <laughs> yeah. So you've been... El- Here's your two choices. You've been elected to the rules committee... What's the number one new rule or item on your agenda that you would want to, like, your dictation, your press release that you're going to send out about the Commander format? Or you've been hired by Wizards of the Coast to design a few cards or a card or something for Commander. Uh, what type of effects or mechanics do you think the format needs the most? Jimmy already has his answer, so yep. take Are it away. Ready? Okay, I'm just going. Um, beep, boop, beep. Beep, beep, boop, boop. Oh. Hello, is this Wizards of the Coast? Okay. Hi, it's me, the Rules Committee. Uh, <laughs> let's let's talk business. I think it would be a, a a smart business strategy to perhaps combine our efforts a little more in the future, so that we're both not running around in the dark like chickens with our heads cut off. What do you think? Hello, it's the Rules Committee. Oh, hello, oh, uh, uh, Wizards oh. of the Coast. Hey, uh, what's that up? sounds like a great idea. <laughs> cool. You know, right. I understand that these processes is just it's oftentimes it's the kind of the way that business works is that someone yeah, just why has haven't to, you called us before? Someone just has to start the freaking conversation and then go from there. Beep boop beep boop beep. Hello, it's me, Jimmy Wong. Are you guys talking yet? Or I gave them your phone number. Is everything working out? Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. I, I'm Jimmy. Wait, what are you, what are you doing? I thought, wait, you, I were, thought you were the rules. I thought oh, he's the on rules. the rules committee. I'm, I'm now on the rules oh, committee. Oh, no, you're See, not. Oh, okay. So you've been elected to the rules committee. It says oh. in the notes. Impo- oh, no. Okay, so wait, I'm confused. Oh, no. Which one of you is Jimmy Wong? He's figured me out. I gotta go. <laughs> that sounded a lot like Andy. <laughs> Hello, police. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's the police. Yeah. You know what's... I think that was your first... I think the first Commander Summit that yeah. was your thing was more communication or some sort of official collaboration between the two. So I like that you're consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil, shut you're either down. on the Rules Committee or you get to design cards. Yeah, shut down all communications with, with, his, with <laughs> Wizards of the Coast immediately and Jimmy Wong. <laughs> no more. Um, uh, so I would look at silver-bordered cards. I think there are some silver-bordered cards that are perfectly fine in uh, Commander. And the dice in particular add a dimension to it that doesn't exist previously. Yeah. But how would you, like, how would you employ that? Like, would you just have a list? Uh, Ultimately have a list. 
not a ban list, an inclusion list. Yeah, this is just like another list that I got to remember. I can barely remember the ban list. I get that wrong like half the time. Well, I don't like going to a website from 1999 to go look at the ban list, honestly. <laughs> so if it was from 2018, <laughs> yeah, that's true. They should just, well, anyway, okay. Well, <laughs> resources, try, try gosh, my the things they could the do. Committee, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not, it's not the rules committee. I'm just, it just. It I'm, is their web designer. <laughs> it's the, it's just business, guys. It's just business. <laughs> business is just so Andy, black and white you're to me. either on the rules committee or you get to design some cards, blah, 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 go. Uh, I, I think I would just, and I'm, maybe they do this constantly. I don't know, but, uh, we just unbanned Protean Hulk and everything seems fine. So I'd be like, well, wait a second. What other what cards? What else can we, What yeah. other cards seem Whoa. fine, actually? I like this. Yeah. I like um, this. because I was also surprised, Phil, you mentioned that like, oh, Protean Hulk's out, been out for a year and there's no real problems. We're not hearing a lot of outcry about it. So it's like, why not now just let's go, let's go card by card and just look at every single, everyone that's come up and why is, why was yeah. it banned in the first place? Does it still apply? We're seeing it. We saw it in modern, obviously too. Like, I, I think that'd be the, I think that'd be something, I, an overhaul of the ban list, I would say. Would you simplification. do a simplification? Yes. Yeah. Would you do a probation with an unknown amount of time so that people couldn't game the system over that time and then suddenly unleash hell? What? What? I don't know. Like if you yes. said a three month, if, <laughs> if you said we will evaluate it for the first three months, everybody would play play no. nicely in the first three months, and then oh, three months one no, day everybody would, would be. I don't bad. think that the humankind can can, <laughs> you can accomplish that people? kind yeah. of like seriously. They're all going to no. agree to play nicely and trick yeah. the system. Yeah, I don't think yeah. there'd be a message board that way. Yeah, like play here's nicely. the thing. Uh, why is biorhythm banned? Uh, that we have that on a card that already. Like we have that in a card currently. I in think biorhythm would be totally fine. I, th- I think it's like yep. I'm, not, I'm not trust me I'm not like aching for biorhythm to get unbanned but why is it even banned it's not a lot worse than something like insurrection right and it costs eight mana right so it's it just doesn't make any sense to me when it's like okay I guess there's a little stipulation in that you need to have what formidable is that the one it, ha- it needs uh, uh, on that, that shaman of forgotten ways shaman of forgotten ways yeah. has it right so it's like well you have to tap it so they get a rotation oh. of the table to get ready for it right okay so I it's mean, a lot fair worse than biorhythm but yeah it, it, it is worse but like that effect ex- exists yeah. and if we're talking about ways to stop things there's many ways to stop casting a sorcery right that whatever it is seven man or something like that I don't know Anyways, uh, didn't mean to really harp on biorhythm <laughs> there so hard, but you know the the, the ban list in general. I think You'd it, review it the ban list. I'd review the ban list. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go the card design route just because nobody did. Oh, I think there are a couple of things about the format right now that can't be solved through rules. One, I think counterspells are a little bit too strong, and I would try and design like a colorless card that helped everybody else against counterspells. Mm. I'm going to do bad card design here. Not this, but something that accomplishes this, like a two-mana artifact that says, you know, the text on the artifact is the first non-blue spell you cast each turn cannot be countered. Oh, interesting. And so that doesn't help the counterspell decks on accident. And just kind of, just just the first. Just give me a little window. Help hurt the counterspell decks a little. Does that card just go in every deck now, though? Does it? Because it does nothing sometimes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, right. listen, like I said, bad card so does design. Graveyard hate. Don't take the exact card design. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Take, it's taking the exact card design. Yeah, I'm, yeah. listen. Hold <laughs> on. You yeah. said Whoa, a card. You said this is going to print. You put a yeah. parenthesis here and a comma yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying something sure, that okay, tries something like to that. accomplish what that's the target, the bullseye that that's sure. aiming at, but that Gavin Verhey or Ethan Fleischer or somebody that knows what they're doing designs. But right. yeah. I think Counterspell is just a little bit. I'm not like against counterspells in the format, but they are extremely powerful. They definitely change 
how games play if there's a counterspell dedicated deck or not is mm-hmm. totally different. Right. Um, because they just answer everything. Nobody else has that kind of stuff. Um, I would look at designing a card or two that just disincentivize counterspells a little. Just, I don't want to like take their, they're at 10 now and I don't want to take them down to three. I just want to take them down to nine. Just make Ashnod's coupon the card that you can play at any time, <laughs> except that now it says anytime you get countered, the uh, player ha- that countered you has to <laughs> go, go get, get you a drink. drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll just lose. I'm not going to counter that. Yeah, I don't want to no, go get you a drink. Good. That and uh, just give a little love to Boros. Stop doing oh, the same God. thing Seriously. every time. Give Boros some impulsive draw, some mana wrap, something. Do it in the way they're More colors. Toys, can. right? But come like, on. Yeah. Give Boros something. That was my card design. White what is Boros. White ramp slash card draw. Yeah. Just oh, I've always wanted. That. I've always readings. wanted. Uh, was it Master of Forgotten Ways? Is that the one that your spells gain lifelink? Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's a different um, uh, I know it's soul something. It's a Jess guy because it has yeah, an activated it's ability. Guy. It's like yeah, make, yeah, make yeah. that legendary, make it make it Boros. Soul Fire Grandmaster. You're laughing. Soul Fire Grandmaster. You know what's a great card? But that doesn't. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, uh, um, uh, uh, Brian Stoutarm is yeah. kind of similar to that, where it's like, hey, this is not about combat. Yeah, uh, and it has these but other it, things that it does. It's like, wow, that's now that's a, that's a cool Boros card that was created years and years ago. But so it needs. Card draw or mana. Yes, ramp. of course. You need Ideally, some of that stuff. they need both. Yep. Those are the two reasons why they can't yep. compete. Reprint Mind's Eye, so it's less expensive and more accessible. For Just reprint it. It's not that great. At three I know mana, it's not, but it's yeah. like it's reprint it at three you know. mana, and then it'll yeah. be much better. Yeah. Even four, honestly. Make a commander that does like mentor for the meek with like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I don't know. Like Knight of the White Orchid puts uh, planes into play. Do it right? with like, like dam- even do it with damage base. Every time you do damage, pay one, draw, draw a know, card, card, or put a you know, or like, put a land from your hand into play, or just give me some ramp, give me some card draw. Boros, show yeah. Boros some love. All right, all poor right. Boros, poor Boros. Okay, Whew. we got through all the topics. Everybody, what? good job. Yeah. That's crazy. Now to we're the to listeners. the listeners. Yep. What do you think of the state of the format? Do you think Commander's in a good place? Do you think there are, are there any changes you'd like to make? What are the biggest issues facing the format at the moment? We'd love to hear from you. Twitter. Email, mm-hmm. YouTube comments, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, Facebook. Facebook. After I bulk up, I'm going to be the biggest issue facing Commander. Wow. Huge. <laughs> Boom. 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 Come here, <laughs> You didn't hear me the last long. three years. Yeah. Maybe all this time. <laughs> now, now when he calls, they're going to answer. Yeah. <laughs> Macho right. man, Jimmy Wong. <laughs> Uh, now it's time for the end step, where we talk about something cool outside the world of magic. I oh, love yeah. it when we have guests on the show, because I don't have to think of an end step. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Andy, we know you have one. Okay, I have one that's not outside the world of magic. That's fine. Uh, this we one cheat. is very much inside the world of magic, and it's very much inside the world of uh, my podcast. Uh, and it's a, a little bit of an announcement. Uh, we're going to be starting up a, um, a new series on YouTube, and we are going to be starting a Kickstarter for it. Oh. Uh, in about, I think it's like three weeks from now, we'll the kick. The Kickstarter will launch, so this is like telling everybody about it. Wow! Spread the word. By the time it's this episode comes cool. out, it'll be probably about a week and a half to two. Okay, so this is coming out a bit later. So, yeah. Okay, great. Next so, week, most likely, right? So look forward near We're the like end. Ten days away from the release well, of this episode. Look forward near the end of March, basically. Can you talk about what you're kickstarting? We're no, kickstarting. What is it? It's a new. It's a series on YouTube where we're gonna play Commander. Um and uh, oh. with like people in our meta who are also comedians, so it's like a, oh, like, cool. a comedy based commander in comedy. Yeah, it's actually going to be called comedian. Uh, Wait, no. um, comedians in commander. Commanders in comedy coffee. playing coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Great name. You Great heard name, it here. Lie, yeah. Uh, no, commanders brawl is what we're going to call it. Oh. Commanders uh, brawl. Commanders brew. Commanders brawl. Like it. Um, yeah, do, you good, so, do you do a good Seinfeld impression? Could you do a Commander's well, Brawl? What's, what's the deal what's with, the commander? Deal with yeah. commander? Yeah, Are you yeah. going to shave for it? Uh, and Mike, Paul, shave for it? 
Am I gonna? Is that what you're asking me? No, shave your head. Shave. For I don't it. know why. Seinfeld. I don't. I don't know, know the reference. What you're talking about. Uh oh, it's bad. Seinfeld shaves his head now. Oh, oh for the, for I thought you were talking the, about in the I original you Seinfeld show. The show but you're yeah. Like Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. 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 It's true. Yeah. He is. He is a bald boy now. No way. Really? Yeah. He's yeah. Like a full short, arm bald. He's it's like not bald. Cut. It's like the yeah. really short. short. Yeah. 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 It's what you do when you it's start like, to bald. It's like here for you. That's exactly it. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, if you it are a scroll. fan of shows like the one we're on the current set of right now, Game Night, which uh, Game Nights, which is a great show, and some of the Commander versus, right? Like you know stuff like that. Um. Uh, Sean and I are going to be uh, taking our li- little comedy spin on it. So it's right. going to be fun. I love it. Phil, That's you, very cool. Phil, you said you had two in steps? I have two. One is within the world of... Uh, yeah, overachievers up in here. Yeah. Save um, one for next time. Your uh, first now. is at GP Seattle in 2018. We're going to be running uh, Commander and Cosplay. Commander and Cosplay. Where it's a charity event where a bunch of cosplayers and people uh, dressing up in costume for the first time, maybe me, yeah, um, cool, will be playing Commander. That's one thing. And so GP Seattle 2018, that's first April weekend in 4th, April. April 4th, 5th, I think. Yeah. Third through 6th. I have a really good merfolk class by actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah, bring my, I'll bring my onesie. Yeah. Yeah. Water wings. Yeah, those are um, great. But the other is uh, I've, I've been getting much more into role-playing games again. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started... Uh, podcasting, I had to cut something, and so I reduced the amount of role playing I was doing. And now I've I've kind of expanded it again. And there's a system called Powered by the Apocalypse that was done in a game called Apocalypse World. And if you like narrative storytelling role playing games, this is a system everybody should check out. Cool, it's awesome. Powered by the Apocalypse, yeah, by D. Vincent Baker is the original author's name, right. and. Um, it's a really simple light system. The GM rolls no dice. It's that crazy. But the players roll plenty. Wild. Player's going to play, 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 play. <laughs> so, right. uh, a couple of other players that like to play, but they like to play modern oh. and not commander, oh. are the masters of modern, Alex Kessler and Ben Bateman. That's our sister podcast. You can find them right next to us at collected.company or follow them on Twitter at the MMCast. And our editor for the show is now Craig Blanchett. This is going to be his first Commander Summit ever, which is exciting. Um, Terry Robertson still here working on Game Nights now. Uh, special thanks to Craig. Make sure you check out the video versions of this podcast. This will be a fun one. Three cameras at youtube.com slash the Command Zone Podcast. It's his full, first multi-camera. We'll see how he wow. does. Wow. Yeah, Whoa. good luck, buddy. Edit this out. After episode... <laughs> <laughs> Probably will. After episode right. 200, oh, sure will. this should be nothing. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, of course, special thanks to Jeffrey Palmer. You can find him on Twitter at LivingCardsMTG. He does the Living Card animations that you see on the screens behind us oftentimes, as well as the beginning and outro of our videos on YouTube.com slash The Podcast. All right. Andy, Phil, thanks so much for coming. Where can we thanks find you guys? At Andy Holbone, at Commander's Brew on Twitter. And on Twitter, I'm uh, at Commander and MTG, and we're also on Instagram now at Ooh, Commander and MTG. Excellent. Also, go to our YouTube page. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Imagine that was the end of the Good show. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Peace. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs>